bum, 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 their ass. Wrecked them. WQAM, Unhappy Wednesday, May 13th, Unlucky 13. The first email I got when I came in here this morning was from the mole. It says, the word on the street is that today will be George's last day. QAM is in the Schmitter. It's interesting how everybody else seems to know what's going on, but uh, we don't. Right. Except for people in the hallway and in the building telling George, oh, it's been nice knowing you and stuff like that. Yep. Is that what they've been saying? Something like that, yeah. Are they going to bring a salami sandwich? I don't know. Very sad. Hope they put bacon A's on it. When your fate is in the hands of Norma Kant, your, your life isn't worth a dime. That's the one thing I've discovered, man. This guy is as impotent as as a smoothie. So that's what we're hearing is that uh, George will be uh, outed. I mean... Finished after the yeah. day. And who's going to replace you? I don't know. I don't either. Wouldn't you think somebody would uh, no, I would telling me? I wouldn't think anything of the sort. And the rest of the building is moving down the street today, is that correct? Correct. But not us? Uh, I don't know. No, not us. Clarence told me, no, your studio is staying the same until Monday. And then Monday they've got not the ISDN, but some other doohickey that's... Supposedly going to work, according to George Corso. And, of course, with George Corso at the helm, God only knows if this show will even get on the air Monday. Maybe this show won't be on this lineup on Monday. Maybe they've got something else planned. Who, who knows? I don't. Everything is cloak and dagger behind the scenes. Da, 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 you know, who knows? So all we, can, uh, all we know is that maybe at 2 o'clock somebody will talk to you. Or, or not. not. Maybe. Yeah. Huh? Or not. Yeah. Just keep showing up. Sure. Until they're done with me. Just keep showing up. Say, Nora told me that he sent uh, a letter yeah. on legal letterhead. <laughs> I wrote him back. I said, even on your legal letterhead, your letter seemed to have had little impact with uh, these people. Here's the poll from yesterday. The biggest burden that I'm dealing with right now is my job stability, 182. Mm-hmm. We had 1,004 votes. Worrying about George losing his job, 152. We'll keep worrying real heavy duty. I'm not worried about anything, 121. I can't pay my bills, 115. My health, 110. Trying to find a job, 91. My relationship status, 84. How the Dolphins are going to do this year, 53. Should be your biggest problem. No health insurance, 45. Paying for my kids' college tuition, 31. I'm losing my home, 13. My car doesn't run, 7. How's that nifty new car that they got you running? Runs like a dream. It is a dream. 
When you're working for these people, everything is a dream or a nightmare, as the case may be. So I called Clarence this morning, as you heard. Yeah. And he said, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop, but a beep, but a beep, but a beep, 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 boop, boop. He don't know nothing. He hasn't seen Joe yet today. And he told me about the ISDN is not going to have to happen, and but a beep, but a boop, but a bop, and a lot of double talk. A lot of double talk. Hell of a job, Norma Kent. Here's one from Jimmy. Good morning, Neil. Love you. Well, that's sweet. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. It's better than hearing from the mole saying today is George's last day. And then if it is, God forbid, but if it turns out to be, then what are these doubting Thomases going to say? These doubting Eddies and Johns and Jacks yeah. going to say? Who? All these people saying, oh, this is just shtick, isn't it? Oh, I mean, oh this is yeah. Just, uh... Right. It's a laugh. I'm morose. Haven't got any response from Norma Kent to my email, nor did I ever get any response that he got from Joe Bell regarding that very important letter that he sent on Letterhead. He is a, I mean, talk about two paper tigers, the two of them. I'm sure Joe Bell printed it out so that he could wipe his ass with it. Right. Maybe he's going to wipe your ass with it. I doubt it. You think? No. Yeah, they really fear you, Norma. You're really uh, effective uh, representative for the human race. Not, you're useless as boobs on a, on a something. I don't know. I'll think of something. Bullfrog. Boobs on a bullfrog. Boobs on yeah. a boobs on a bufo toe. Starts with a B. Yeah. Boobs on a bassinet. Henry Ortega, concerned fan, says, "What has happened to Mad Dog Show?" It has nothing to do with who his lead-in is. Whenever I switch over from music, I can tell his material has dropped significantly over the past year. He has a new segment titled, Where Are They Now? I would like to ask him, where is your show? A concerned fan. He's concerned. Oh, and I got one last night, too, from, um, where the hell is it? From some goofball, David and Davy or something like that. Here it is, David Clark. Subject, Ray Y. Neil, after listening to your show for many years, I have to ask myself, why would anyone listen to your show now? Why don't you ask yourself that, David, since I'm sure you're listening right now, whoever the hell you are, fake David. The show you have now is getting worse by the day, and George is so terminal, I find myself screaming at the radio, boring. Neil, you seem so bitter now, I have to wonder what happened to you. <laughs> oh. Sincerely, David from Dania. P.S. It's getting ponderous having you always ripping everyone for everything. Please retire. No, I will not retire. Please retire. How do you like that? Please Whatever. take a big dump on your own head, David. Please retire. Whoever heard of such falderall? Some anonymous jackass out there in Radio Land sends me an email. I'm going to retire to make him happy. Just don't listen, David. Very simple. Ask yourself the question why you listen every day. Don't ask why anybody else would listen. Ask yourself that question. The Dow's down 146 points. It's a grim 13th of May. El Trece de Mayo. Bad day. George is getting canned, allegedly. That's the rumor around the building. Everybody else seems to know. Reminds me of that scene in The Godfather. He says, Consigliere of mine, tell your godfather what everyone else seems to know. Something like that, he said. Mm -hmm. Remember? Yeah. When Sonny got shot on the causeway. Here's the current poll. Oh, there's Dana Bash, the shrunken head. She looks pretty good today, actually, for her. 
Maybe they did something. Maybe they gave her a, a makeover. Maybe they bashed her. Yeah. Who is the most hateful, bigoted, right-wing radio host ever? That's the poll question. 63 votes already. I just put it on there. I just switched from the other one. 76 votes already. Rush Bing Bang's got 45. Michael Savage, 19. Sean Hannity, misspelled, 5. Glenn Beck, 3. Mark Levin, 3. I don't even know who that is. Laura Ingraham, 1. Michael Medved and Dennis Miller and Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager have none. Michael Medved is just nauseating with that silly-ass mustache. I still don't understand that whole business about guys with silly mustaches. I should have asked Rimmer that back in the days when I was speaking with him. Right. Back in the day. Jackie sent this. She says, I guess Taco Bell is good. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Officials say a suspected drug dealer who led police on a 90-mile-an-hour chase in Indiana was arrested after he stopped suddenly at a Taco Bell parking lot. Fort Wayne Police Sergeant Mark Walter says 36-year-old Jermaine Askia Cooper told officers he knew he was going to jail for a while and wanted to get one last burrito. Cooper was held without bail on four counts of dealing cocaine, one count of resisting arrest by fleeing and other charges. Fleeing. I think George has been fleed. A voice, voicemail mailbox for a listing for a Jermaine Cooper in Fort Wayne was full, not accepting messages. Police say the chase began Tuesday after officers spotted Cooper, who was wanted on other charges, tried to pull him over, and he whipped into a Taco Bell parking lot to get that one last burrito. So how do we do this show today? Uh, I don't know. And who's going to give me the information about what's going to happen here tomorrow? Who's, who's going to be Who's going to be sitting know. on the other end tomorrow morning? I'm waiting could for somebody be, to let me know if I Flea? Even though, in spite know. of all his strenuous denials? I don't know. I don't either. It'd be nice if they would tell me something. It's only my show, you know. Not that I have any control over who the producer is or anything else, but... Right. That letter from Norma yesterday obviously had just dy dy dynamic impact. I'm sure it did. I'm sure they're still laughing at it. Well, they laugh at him in general. Haven't we always sure. said that? They just laugh at him? Mm-hmm. Hey, Norma, they laugh at you, man. <laughs> they think you're a... a Walking and talking and emailing joke. Can't complain about Norma's clout because she don't have any. Very sad day. Thanks for all your uh, stuff for almost, what, 19, 20 years, however long it's been? It'll be 19 years in October, or would have been. See, I appreciate you. If nobody else does, I do. Well, you know. Jimmy says, schnitt. Oh, get out of here. He's just a, a make-believe. He's a wannabe schnitt for the poll. Wannabe. He's Rush Jr. 93 votes on there. Rush and Michael Savage are running away with it, especially Rush. Pill-popping, fat-ass, lard-ass Rush. This, this is just not the way you do things, you know? Spread the word around the building. Getting fired by committee or by by rumor. But then again, it would have taken a pair of balls for Joe Bell or Clarence or somebody to come right to you, right to your face and say, by the way, George, all these rumors are true and uh, don't what, come in Thursday or what something rumors? like that. What? What rumors? The rumors. Oh, yeah. About your imminent departure. Those rumors. Oh, this is all stick. We know, Neil. It's just all you guys are making this up. Right. All you people that say it's just shtick, send Georgia $1,000 every month. That should cover it. Sure. 
bring him a new car to his house. All of these things. All of these things. That was down 135. And my ear aches. Maybe that's because I'm hearing stuff that's not good. Neil Rogers. God. Hello. We understand the fear created by the swine flu, but we at the Centers for Disease Control would like to offer a little perspective. Currently, in the entire world, less than 50 deaths have been blamed on the swine flu. That may sound scary, but when an average of 207 die each year from heat stroke, it doesn't seem so bad. Even falling off a cliff or diving into a shallow pool has a higher fatality rate at around 50. Bee stings have also provided to be more fatal at 43 per year. So you see, there really isn't anything to be worried about. In fact, I'm in more danger of dying just by standing next to this busy street. The swine flu. You're more likely to be killed by an out-of-control vehicle. I'm dying over here. 1017 at 560 WQM. We got the big O at 2, Mad Dog at 4. Dolphins tonight at 7, one of the worst tune-outs in history. And then 8 to 11, the DA show with its oh. cheers. Rudy says, today I'll be gone to Europe for a few weeks on vacation. Hopefully, George will still be on QAM. If not, George, we will miss you. There's the first person to say, I'm going to miss you, George. Rudy. Thanks. Thanks, Rudy. George is down in the dumps. This is being done so poorly and so embarrassingly badly. Badly. But I guess they figure it'll make uh, for a good show. You know, something like that. Who the hell knows what they think? Yeah. You're an ass clown, Joe. Brandon says, keep in mind, this is not a shot, but I have to agree with some of the listeners to say that the show has lost some luster. L lost some luster? <laughs> that, that's the understatement of the century. What do you expect? But how in the hell are you supposed to produce a decent show with all the garbage that QM keeps stealing both you and George? And in George's case, how can George put a smile on his face with firing around the corner, maybe? All I can say is just try to stay strong, keep chugging along, because I know that at the end of the line, you guys will be the sole survivors. Remember the sole survivors? No. What was that song? The Soul Survivor. Da, da, I don't know. Da, da. I don't remember the name of the song. At any rate, there was a song by the Soul Survivors. Yeah, well, you probably I, got it in your stuff. I uh, packed my computer up, so. No, did you? Sure. George packed his personal crap up and put it in the car. Yep. And uh, is ready for a departure at 2 o'clock and not planning on coming back. I don't know. I'll come back unless they tell me not to, you know? Right. Oh, that's why, right. Why should they tell me that? Maybe they're just going to keep us guessing. Maybe this is part of a game that they want to play for Great. days and weeks. Maybe they're trying to break us, you know what I mean? Like torture. Oh, okay, well... Um, a lot of talk about torture these days. Maybe this is the yeah. Beasley torture. We're going to fire your ass, but we're not going to tell you when. And we're not going to tell you, Neil, who's going to be doing George's job, whether you approve or not. Norma seems, seemed to have thought that that made a difference, you know, based on the contract that he wrote, which evidently was not worded strongly enough to ensure that I had some control over the situation. But that's the way it always is with Norma. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop, but a beep, but a boop. Yeah. He hasn't responded to my email yet. I just I keep checking it every uh, chance I get to see if just maybe you know you know how they in those movies. Yeah. The governor calls with a last minute reprieve for somebody on death row. And, oh, the phone is ringing. Wait a minute. Don't drop the capsules yet. Isn't that what they do in the uh, gas chamber? Right. They have, like, cyanide capsules or whatever the hell they yeah, are. Yeah, they, like, drop them in acid or something. They drop them in acid. They're going to drop George in acid by 2 o'clock today. I have that feeling. Clarence, uh, 
Clarence proclaims ignorance, and I thought, well, I believe that. Here's one that says, I've listened to you for many years. And by the way, Neil at NeilRogers.com. Keep the emails coming today because I'm going to need a lot of them. I'm very depressed. I'm morose. I'm psychotic. Especially to have been so ineffectual in getting this thing accomplished, getting anything done. But then again, I relied on Norma Kant, and we all know that Norma Kant. Norman Elliot Kent, attorney. Yeah. Norman Elliot Kent, my ass. And when you talk to him, he always sounds so defeated, you know, so like like he's just had a stroke. Mm-hmm. Like he's talking lower and lower. And, uh, you know. Huh? How's that agent you got with the chicken neck? Oh, please. You'll be pleased to know, although yeah. it has nothing to do with you, and I'm not going to send you the money, but my Social Security, the first regular payment showed up today right on time, second Wednesday of every month. All good. It's in there. So I, I retract all the terrible things I said about the Social Security people, and they're right on top of it, and they did a great job, and the first one was my mistake. I didn't see it. I didn't look far back enough. They were like nine, ten days ahead of schedule. Who ever heard of such things? Where's my bonus check, by the way, Clarence? You quizzling? You... You fairy. I've listened to you for many years on all the different stations. This one says, I've never called, but I'm taking this opportunity to introduce you to a relatively spelled wrong new patented product. Zokai is a patented dark chocolate product that's been proven to reduce blood pressure, lower bad cholesterol, and suppress appetite. I recommend you visit the website of mxicorp.com. I send this to you for your personal use and not for publicity. If you have additional personal questions regarding the results I've, I've seen, feel free to contact me. And it's got a email address that I wouldn't wish on Heinrich Himmler. I mean, just feel free to contact me. Redclay45 at such and such. I mean, oh, not a name, you know. That was down 125. Let me just keep checking the emails. Maybe there's going to be a really important one from Norma saying, Stop the press. Hold the phone. Now, these people, and again, I'm not asking you for names because I know you don't want to put names. Here's one from Peter. Is there a photo of Captain Curtis on the website? Should I bother? If you're looking because you want to get turned on by him, forget it. Captain Curtis is kind of a, he's uh, uh, like a neuter kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like you. He's not hot. He's not cold. He's like lukewarm. You know, he's human looking. Curtis, right? Yeah. A South Carolina restaurant employee has been arrested and accused of shooting a customer who complained about the service. The Clarendon County, this is Manning, South Carolina. Clarendon County Sheriff's Office says 29-year-old Yakisha Ward of Manning is charged with assault and battery with intent to kill. Deputies say Ward worked at a Waffle House restaurant in Manning and was involved in a fight about 4.30 Sunday morning. The fight started when a customer complained about the quality of service in the crowded restaurant. Ward went to her van to get a gun. He says a 27-year-old woman was hit in the arm when Ward fired as those trying to break up the fight pointed the gun to the ground and a bullet ricocheted. The woman's name was not released. Unclear if he had an attorney. Oh, he can get Norman Elliott Kent. He'll get him off, so to speak. Terry from Boca says, back in the day when you had real power and clout in this market, George would have been, would never have been left twisting in the wind like this. And doesn't your contract assure you the final word in your, who is your producer? I sure thought so. Now, while George hasn't taken full advantage of learning at your knees, even he deserves to be treated better than this. I agree with that. First, they reduced your salary. Now, George, you better hope bad news doesn't come in threes. I'm just saying, says Terry from Boca. It doesn't come in threes, my ass. 
Oh, here's one. This is good. Charles and Pinecrest. Here's a good one. You're going to be, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know if anything's going to get you out of the dumps today. I doubt it. And I don't blame you. If I was you, I'd take a big dump right on Joe's desk. You think? No. Not going to do it? No. Adam Oshmuck, your friend over in Kitchener, Waterloo, says, if I were George, I'd smoke a fatty or two in the studio, then order a whole Schmidt load of food on Joe Bell's corporate account. The only good thing is whatever station picks up George will be kicking the Schmidt out of QM in the books in no time. George, you're a great talent. I'm sure you'll find something in no time, says Adam Oshmuck. Doesn't that make you feel a little better? Thanks, Adam. He doesn't own a radio station, does he? No. Jason Strom says, why do you continue to have this guy Norma on your payroll? I don't get it. He's obviously completely incompetent. That's correct. This day, which is looking more and more like George's last, can only rest on your shoulders. You made the choice to keep this loser Norma employed. It's a real shame. This did not have to happen. Are you going to fire Norma now? Talk about job security. Norma gets your friend and almost 20-year partner in radio fired, and he still has a job? What would this guy have to do to uh, lose his job? George, I will miss you. All the best to you and your family. What an unfortunate and avoidable situation. Need you effed up real bad. Yeah, it's my fault. That's right. Everything is my fault. <coughs> Gordon says, Neil, if George is released, in quotes, could he and his family move in with you in Toronto? If not his family, how about just George? He could do your show from Canada, eh? Or not? No. Oh, Barry Jackass with more crap about Bubba Love Sponge. What did I tell you? I knew Bubba would have big 18 to 34 numbers. He's big with young punk rednecks. He actually has a sensational show, says Barry. I don't care for his show on Sirius XM, however. Too X-rated for my sensibilities. Norm is not getting it done. You should contact Don Buckwald. A little late now, isn't it? Ned says, hey, Neil, remember the good old days before you let George chime in every other word? I think the show will improve, and they'll give you a raise. Oh, yeah, they'll give me a raise. He's taken over the show, and I think George is trying to run you off the show and take over. Don't be depressed. It'll be better for you with only you. Oh, with only me. There's nobody going to be doing George's job, huh? Perhaps you could start doing more interviews like you did with a horse guy the other day, Ned. Yeah, Dave Johnson will be back on on Friday. That's the only interview we do. That's the only guest we have on the show. Anybody who listens already knows that. I'm not doing any more boring interviews. Maybe we could have Ira Windbag on the show. And uh, what's his name? Don, uh, whatever the hell his name is, the agent. Drew Rosenstein. Drew Rosenstein, yeah. Maybe we can have him on. Oh, my God. Neil, God. Nobody gives a f*** about sports. 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 Radio is dead. There ain't nothing but sports on every station station. Oh. And right wing talk, of course, to provide misinformation. A corporate iron curtain to keep you uninformed. A blanket to keep your brains comfy and warm. Off the businesses run by NBA as clowns. Who can only read a ratings book upside down? It's easier to be on page three than number one. By catering safely to the tragically dumb. Nobody gives a f about sports. Nobody gives a f about sports. Nobody gives a f about sports. Nobody gives a f Everybody.
33, 27 before 11 at 560 WQM on a depressing Wednesday. Depressing, morbid, maudlin. Dr. Al says, if George is not there tomorrow, I'm going to blacken the date May 14th and all my future calendars. How can they be so freaking stupid at QAM? George has said that we listeners really don't know him at all just from listening to the show, but as self-delusional as I am, I feel like George is one of my BFFs. I feel like I'm losing my smoking buddy. George, good luck with whatever you do next. You'll be missed. Dr. Al. Thanks, Al. Wait till you hear this one. This, this to me might be the greatest idiotic. This is probably from John's ETR. From Patricia Waters. Subject, stop trying to break friendships. Why are you trying to destroy the great friendship between George and Flea? You feed on this. You've always sounded happy when something bad happens. Do you have sympathy? Let Flea and George alone. Just let them alone. I know you don't care and you'll continue to do your thing even though it's wrong. I've never seen a more stubborn man who refuses to listen to advice. It shames me that you are of the Jewish faith like me. I hope George doesn't get fired, not only because I like him, but if he stays, you've already built enough animosity between George and Flea. You just won't rest until everyone is angry like you. If it's true that you feed on hate, you, sir, must be full. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You have no soul. Goodbye, and please get a psychological evaluation real quick, says Patricia. Thank you so much, Patricia. That's what I live for, is to break up friendships, like between George and Flea. So what's Flea saying today? Now, now let me ask you this. I don't want to mention any names, because I know that you don't reveal your sources. I don't know why not, because if you're really leaving anyway, what difference does it make? Because but, you know how it is. No, that's you. So what is it that these people, these unnamed people, have said to you this morning? The same thing that your mole told you. Word yes. is that today is George's last day. Really? Yeah. Well, then somebody must know who's going to be here tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. And? So go ask them. Maybe you need to bring Flea in there again like we did the other day. Okay. Bring that child in there again. Let's see if I can't break up your friendship. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay, George is going to get the Flea. Take the bug spray with you. Wow. Thanks, Patricia, for your heartwarming uh, email. Bitch. You'll never be happy. Like, yeah, like I've got something to do with uh, George and Flea's relationship and with the fact that George is getting canned. And that evidently Flea is going to take his place. That's me. Oh, Heath. I thought I had blocked Heath. Here's one that says, why isn't George fighting for his job? Well, Heath, let me ask you this. What would you like him to do? What would you like him to do that he isn't already doing? Go uh, have a fist fight, a brawl in the hall? I'm doing my job to the best of my ability. That's what That's I'm right. He's coming in every day, showing up. Is Flea coming in? Yeah, I'm right here. Try it again. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, you are there? Yep. Okay, now obviously, you being very, very tight with upper-level management there, you know something. I know that I am officially on standby. A standby to what? To do the show. To do the show? You mean yeah. in, in, instead of George or instead of me? I'm guessing instead of George. Instead of both. Maybe. 
You're on standby. Yep. And what does that mean? That means... So, in other words, it has been discussed with you that you're on standby. That, yeah, that has been discussed. Be on standby to do the show if you have to. Um, I know you don't believe it, but there's been no talk of any money, any deal. Well, maybe there's like not going to be any money. There might not be. There probably isn't. What? My, my reward is that I'll probably get to keep my job. So, in other words, you're going to do George's job for free for nothing? Uh, as Possibly? Of, as of right now, that is a very good possibility, yes. So, in other words, when I come in tomorrow morning, it's a, po a distinct possibility you're going to be there sitting in that chair. It is possible. Now, one thing I will say about you, you don't come in as early as George. I, I Which can. is okay. He, he does. He's just in the other office doing his other jobs. You don't yeah. come in the studio as early as George. I'll be in the studio as early as you need me. I usually get here around 8 o'clock. 8.40 is fine. 8.45. Okay. In fact, maybe I can sleep in a few extra minutes would be nice when you get to be old and doddering like me. Now, is this going to break up your friendship with George? You know, not on my end, obviously. No. I mean, and, uh, you know, I, I don't, I can't speak for George, but... Not on my end either. Well, there you go. See, there you go, Patricia. You bitch, you heartless, nasty sow. Wow. What a sow. Maybe if we saw Patricia, we'd say, wow, what a cow. I don't know. Maybe. But you know me, I have no soul. I'm evil. I'm an evil person. I'm reveling in this. I'm nauseous. I want to vomit. So you're on standby. That sounds like an equivocation to me. It sounds like you're, you know. I, I don't think they're keeping me quite in the loop as you'd think they would because I'm so close to George. I see. And since you're so close to them, now Clarence tells me that everything is going to be copacetic for Monday when the show starts, um, <laughs> what? I hope. I don't know. That's an engineering Oh, thing. you hope. He's laughing. Well, you I know, know. You know he's been around like our engineering long enough to know <laughs> that that's a hysterical joke. No, because they're not, they're not evidently finishing that thing with putting the ISDN line in here. The guys came and put the wiring in here a couple days ago. Right. They finished the wiring to make it possible to get the ISDN line in here. But Clarence says Corso told him it's not necessary. That's what I heard, yeah. But I was, that's because I was sitting there talking to Josh when uh, you called him. Really? Yeah. Told me better get his resume ready. Oh, so you're going to take his job, too? I think you already have. You're the program no, I director. Said, I said, actually, I said we should all have our resumes ready. Really? Yeah, I think he's out. I think what's-his-name is replacing him. What's his name? The guy from KISS? Ken Bolson? No, no, the guy that used to be a KISS. Former PD? Bob oh, McKay. Bob, Bob yeah. McKay, very good. Isn't he in California? He is? I don't know. I, I have no so. idea. I think he's out in L.A. doing stuff. He's out? He's out. I didn't know he was in. So why don't we cut the crap, okay? What, what's the story? I mean, you know, if you're good friends with George. Why don't you tell him right here on the ear what you know? I'm telling you so, what I know. So don't, let, me, let me ask you this. Yeah. Don't you think that I, being the host of this show and having been on the station for 11 and a half years and in the market for 33-plus years, don't you think that I have a right to know who's going to be producing the show starting tomorrow morning? Absolutely. What was that? Absolutely. I see. And? And it could be George and it could be me. That's what I know, man. I'm, I mean, I wish I could tell you more, but I don't know more. So the reaction to Norma Kant's letter on, on, on legal letterhead yesterday, no less, which was <laughs> supposed to be very impressive for me, the reaction was to him. Is that correct? I guess. I didn't see the letter. I only heard about it on the air. Mm-hmm. I don't, the trust, I don't was, trust Norma Kant, though, either. What do you mean by that? Well, well, now, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't trust the guy. In what, 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 what does that mean? You don't trust him to do what? To be competent? I know that. Yes. 
I mean, all along I've been under the impression that I have the right to choose who's going to produce this show. I've never had any doubt in my mind about that. So I've always been sure that no matter what kind of caca they put in George's individual contract, that I had control over that. Evidently not. Flea. I guess not. I've never seen the contract. I don't know. Well, why not? You've seen everything else in that place. You're, you're on the inside of everything. You are the mole. The mole and the flea. We are the same. You better hope that Clarence don't have a big can of bug spray sitting on his desk. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Well, here we go again. You're a threat. This station stands for nothing. That's real American a-hole. We salute you, Miss Inattentive Cashier. Sure, people are in a rush, standing there as you painstakingly stumble and fumble, searching for the UPC code on even the most mundane of items. You can hear them swearing at you under their breath, but you don't care. You'll take the same $5.35 an hour, whether you work hard or not. And if a price needs to be checked, you'll waddle out from behind your register, not to be seen again till the end of your shift. If there's gum, you'll snap it. If there's a cigarette, you'll smoke it. And if there's a story, you'll tell your co-workers before ringing up the seven people in line. So, we salute you, Miss Inattentive Cashier. Your eyebrow ring, your snaggletooth, and your smock. You are a real American a-hole. Okay, one moment, please. I'm fi finishing uh, printing out these emails. Okay. Please still there and he leave. He left. Well, that's good. He's got a lot to do. Yeah, he's got 15 different jobs he's got to do. Adam Oshmach informs me that the Tamil uh, Tamil Tigers are planning another protest today, the Sri Lankans. If you see some on your way to Woodbine, tell your cabbie to run them the F over. I'm not going to be going to Woodbine <clears throat> today. I've got things to do. And I'll guarantee you one thing, uh, and not that this makes any difference, but I'll guarantee you, damn to you, that I'm not paying Norma Kent one more cent. Not one more cent for Norma Kent. Oh, well, I know you're going to send me another check. I would send you a check for what? For services not rendered, for failing and falling down on a job again, and for being totally uninvolved? Well, he's in federal court. You know, he's a very important guy, Norman Elliot Kent. Reminds me back of the days in IOD when a certain nameless talk host who's vanished into oblivion Used to always be schlepping him on there. Oh, Norman Elliot Kent says this, and Norman Elliot Kent said, yeah, big, big Matsya, big Simmis. When I speak to him, he always sounds defeated, and you want to know why? Because he is. Right. Good guess. 194 votes on the new poll. Who's the most hateful, bigoted, ultra-right-wing radio talk show host ever? Rush Limbaugh, 104, Michael Savage, 48, Sean Hannity, 16, Glenn Beck, 9, Mark Levin, 8, I have no idea who that is. Laura Ingraham, 7. Dennis Miller, 1. Hugh Hewitt, 1. I wonder if he's kin to Foster Hewitt. Michael Medved and Dennis Prager have none. Michael Medved should be getting a lot of votes. He's nauseating. And the mustache is even worse. Silly people with silly mustaches. I don't, I don't get it. Ask Rimmer. Maybe Rimmer will hire you to book some hockey shows. Depressed Andy in Weston says this is very upsetting about what's going on with George. Nineteen years ago, I had a son. He grew up with you and George. Like my son, George, and you have become part of the family. 
I'm not a praying man, but I do pray that George doesn't go. You guys are a team. It just wouldn't be the same without George. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for all you do, George, and have done. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for all you do do. And why doesn't George fight for his job? I mean, well, what, what does that mean? It's my fault. It's your fault. Norma's fault. Now, that, that's, that's a little bit closer to the bone. Never get another another dime, even a Canadian penny, out of me, Norma. You idiot. You fairy. But he did send the letter on, on legal uh, letterhead, though. He emailed it on legal uh, Kenton Cormacan, you know. Kenton Norma Kent. Robert says, thanks for the memories, George. I remember the first time I heard George doing summer fill-in talking about one of the Backstreet Boys being in the building to him having a fake Palestine princess on and taking one hate-filled call after another. Did you have a fake Palestine princess she on? She was a real Palestine princess. She was a Jewess, specifically. Wow. An Israeli, she was Jewess? An Israeli female talking about the issue over there. By the way, Dave Johnson just called uh, confirming for Friday. Great. Thanks, Dave. And the Phillies in there, uh, what, what's her name, the uh, Philly? I don't know. The great Philly, and uh, what's his name? Kevin Burrell's probably going to. Rachel Alexandra? Something like that. Says, it's just plain dumb to let go of a talent like George. They might as well just buy out your contract and be free to do whatever you want. Good luck, George, and you can always do better than QAM. Yeah, if they want to buy out my contract and write me a big check, I'll, I'll send you your uh, year's salary. Thanks. If I had it. And if I was still making what I was making last year and for the previous several years before that, I would also take care of your salary, but I'm not. Where's my bonus check, gosh dang it? Ask Flea where my bonus check is, since he, he's in charge of everything. I bet you he's in charge of accounting, too. Not yet. He's working on it. Here's one that says, here's why I don't feel sorry for George. Boy, some of you people are heartless bastards, like that bitch Patricia, whatever her name was. You have no soul, Neil. You're breaking up a great friendship. What the hell have I got to do with it? I'm breaking up their friendship. Didn't sound like it to me. Nope. Sounded to me like even though your good, close, personal friend is stabbing you in the back and taking your job and, uh, you know, telling you as little as possible, it sounded to me like you guys are still buds, still well, going to be hanging that's out. That's me. I'm always nice. Always. To a fault. No matter what. It says, so the Mayberry Mafia strikes again. Jolly Joe and his band of redneck thugs are sending George out into the cold, heartless streets. All I can say to that is, congratulations, George. I'm sure he'll be picked up in no time by a real radio station with a real general manager, a real program director, a real direction, and no sports. The Neil Rogers Show will always be great, but without George's input, it'll never be the same. That is correct. Especially during the summer. I'm not looking forward to the best of tapes. I'm sure they're dusting off the 10-year-old shows about Alien as I write this, or the alternative flea and his GD vegetarianism. Really, if anyone is to be pitied here, it's you, Uncle Neil. Um... The, I'm sure the money is fine. What these inbred backwoods cretins have done to you, you're showing your legacy, is criminal. That's correct. Criminal what they've done to this show. Clarence and especially Joyce, bitch, and Joe should die in a fire. Long live Neil. Long live George. Long live um, something me just because. And everyone else in that building can... I can't read it. Make something up. Well, I can't read it. They're words that end I, in U-C-K. You know. I see. This Pound is from Dibbuk Schmibuk. Dibbuk Schmibuk. Probably akin to Macy Pippick. That was down 140 points. It's a bad, it's a sad day. Well, it's one of them things. I lost at Woodbine yesterday. They're not paying. They got those machines tighter than a snare drum. They're not paying. And anybody who tells me that they don't run programs on those machines, if they're, if they're in progressive, uh, 
groups of machines that are tied together, you know, like Squeal of Fortune or whatever, the same game. They, they run them on computer programs. Once in a great while, they'll run them, like, wide open, and they'll be paying like crazy, and everybody's winning all kinds of stuff. Most of the time, though, they run them on slow cook. Uh-oh, the machines are on slow cook today. Let's go play quick hit. Oh, those really sucked yesterday. Bad. Lost. I should have known it was going to be a bad day today. Should have seen the handwriting on the wall, like Daniel in the lion's den. Wasn't it Daniel saw the handwriting on the wall? That was him. And what did it say? Baruch atar anai kaksachois. Yeah, that's my message to you, Joe Bell. Kaksachois. The day that he was cleaning up feces in the hallway, that was perfect for him. He was born to do that. Born to be vile. George Ann says, you know, Joe, George Ann, our good friend? Yes. She says, wow, man, I can't believe this is happening. What a bunch of holes. I'm sure, George, I'm sure I speak for most of us when I say you rocked when you filled in. I'm really sorry for you. Now your wife is really going to have to get a job. If this happens, good luck to you. Please, please leave us an email address to keep in touch with you. Well, you already got the email address. Correct. You're going to continue uh, confabulating with some of the people? Yes, I will. And uh, with all due apologies, I'm getting a lot of uh, really nice emails today Yes. that I can't reply to. Yeah, he's not going to have time. He's going to be, uh, you know, pounding the pavement looking well, for Well, i got work. no computer. Oh, that's right. Then how do you know you're getting all those emails? I get them on my phone. I can, I can read them, but if oh. for some reason I can't send. Something's wrong. i got to do something. I don't know what yet. My phone is ungapachkied. <laughs> so just thank you, thank you, everybody. Okay, here is, I even got an email here from my close personal friend and roommate, John. How do you like that? Remember when John used to bring you all that music from Europe? Yeah, I like all John. All that techno crap and stuff? I've always Even he's John. chiming in. He did tell me yesterday that uh, they were going to have, here's one that says, Neil, if they're in breach of contract, then get your lawyer or a new lawyer go after them and head to Woodbine until they're ready to follow your contract to the letter. Well, you know, I'm not getting no reply from Norma Kent. Maybe I'll have to call him like I did the other day in the middle of the show. Okay. That sounds Remember fun. that? Sure. Stephen Kendall says, as Hyman Roth says, this is the business we have chosen. I wish to thank George for the service he has rendered to the public at large. He could go the route of going to another radio station, but once, since radio is becoming more and more obsolete, I hope he doesn't, as the sequence of events is doomed to transpire over and over again. Start your own business. The big money is in belly dancing. So, George, draft your slacker wife, get a bevy of hoo-hahs, and sit back and count the greenbacks. I'll buy you a nice pimp hat. Best regards, Stephen Kendall. Okay, let's see what advice John's got. He said, remember I told you yesterday that WQM would want to have George's job done for free? They simply rationalize that these certain people are, need, are there for the full day anyway, so they just change their job responsibilities and rationalize that no further pay is needed. They would tell Flea it's our way or the highway. What's Flea going to do about it? You don't have as much power when you're lower on the food chain. What a bunch of ruthless parasites running that corporation. How do you like that? Ruthless parasites, like insects, like fleas. Listening to Neil Rogers. Here we go again. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Hello, California. I'm here today to talk about important legislation on my desk. The legalization of recreational marijuana. This is a very hot topic. 
On the one hand, marijuana is known to be a gateway drug to steroids and pharmaceuticals of this nature. On the other hand, to smoke a doobie, there is relief and comfort with the inhalings and the laughings and the eating of the funions and the chocodiles with the long sexual intercourses and the delayed ejaculations, along with the rentings of the visit of the asses with the Pink Floyds and all of this. On a personal note, I used to pump iron stone back in my bodybuilding days. And let me tell you, all of the weights feel so light, like cotton candy or pillows or fluffy natural breasts and things of this consistency. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you. 1101 at 560 WQM. So I just checked my emails there, the Hotmail, to see if Norma can't reply to my caustic email. Nothing. Mm. Nothing from Norma. Maybe he's in federal court being a big shot. Maybe. Dot the I and shot. He makes me nauseous. Well, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop. Well, Neil, well. John says, if they ask George, as a longtime listener, I will boycott all other shows on this station. I thoroughly enjoy George's participation and listen every day during your absence. I know George will land on his feet because talent cannot be denied for long. Good luck, you'll be missed, says John. You'll be missed. Thanks. And good luck. Rasta Paul says, let's not make light of George losing his job. It's not right. I've lost numerous clients the last couple of months at the Bong Factory, and it's a scary situation out there for many people. You dig? Let's all help each other and start to form a lovely cadence in the world, Mon. Stop the hate. <laughs> of course, the interesting thing about all this is that George hasn't been fired officially. They're right. firing by rumor. Right. Maybe they figure if they start enough rumors around the building, uh, you just won't show up tomorrow. Uh, Okay. No, I don't no. Know. Well, not okay. <laughs> no, I'll keep showing up until they tell me not to. This show has brought us all together. We have Neil to thank for it. Yes, we kid and joke on each other. Yes, we poke fun at some. But if anything, Mon, this show has taught me to accept my faults and accept others. Thank you, George and Neil. Ross DePaul, 420. 420, my ass. Talk about a one-note Charlie. Lissette says, hey, Neil, I'm so hard, sorry to hear that George is getting fired for no reason. Well, we think he's getting fired, but they don't want to tell us. I can't believe this is really happening. Flea is on standby. I love your show just the way it is. It's going to be strange without George. You two complete each other on the show just like Ro Howard and Robin do on the Howard Stern Show. I just wanted to wish George well. Let him know he'll be greatly missed. Joe and Norma suck, says Lissette. That is correct. I'm sure about Norma and maybe Joe, too. They suck. Anything else, George? About if you're, what? If you're, oh, yeah. if you're Robin, I'm supposed to say anything else, George? Anything else? If I'm Robin, I'm supposed to say oh, wah, 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 every time you say something. Really? Wah, 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 wah. Yes. That's, uh, uh, what's Angela Ray? Is that wah, 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 oh. wah, wah, wah. What a simple to that bitch. That's all I ever heard from Robin. Howard would tell the time. She'd go, wah, 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 wah. That was the funniest time yeah. check I ever heard. Anything else, Robin? Wah, 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 wah. Inga says, I've lived in South Florida for 15 years. I had never heard of this radio station until a year or so ago when somebody told me about Georgia's show at the Hard Rock while you were out for the summer. I hope the reason for George's possible dismissal tomorrow is because the station manager is giving George his own show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hopefully allowing him to play some of his eclectic music. One can only handle Leonard Skinner and Peter Frampton on those FM stations for so long. I listen to the entire show daily at my business after 2 p.m. It's NPR. South Florida radio is so behind compared to Northeast stations. The Neil Rogers show with George reminded me of some of the Philly stations I listened to before I moved here. So what is it? Am I listening tomorrow or what, Inga? I don't know. It's up to you, Inga. Don't leave me in the lurch just because they're screwing over George. Don't just leave me. I hang me out to dry. Oh, it's your fault if you get a real lawyer. 
if I get a real lawyer. And who, who might that be? How about that goofball that you got me in yeah, touch with? Yeah, make you fun of other lawyers when you got Norm. Maybe I should just send him an email saying, goodbye, you failed again, screw you. I'm not, I'm not sending him any more money. In fact, I wish I wouldn't have sent him that first check. I would rather have sent it to you. Yeah, I could have used it. Here's one from a, a phone number. It says, Neil, you can still save little George's job. Please just get yourself a real lawyer. Yeah, see, that's part of the problem is they just laugh at him. I've been getting a lot of emails from people proclaiming to be lawyers saying, WTF, there's lots of things that a lawyer could do. Why isn't Norm doing any of them? Mm -hmm. Although he acts like he's always working for the other people. That's the way it has always uh, seemed to me whenever he was supposed to be doing something for me. All he ever did was explain the other person's position to me. I'm dialing right now. I'm dialing Norma Kant. On my Crackberry. Let's see if she answers. Norma Kant? Yes, I'm on the air, you're not. On my Crackberry? Typing up a letter saying what? Saying I want some more mo I want more money? What are what are my legal rights? Counselor, what are my legal rights? Yeah. Right. Well, whoever else they put in there, I already told you, whoever else they put in there, I don't agree to. No matter who it is. Not personally, business. Yes? Yes? Stalemate and deadlock. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. When faced with this stalemate, if the station directs to act arbitrarily and capriciously and insert somebody in there, that So we're going to go to court, is that what you're telling me? Well, my feet are planted firmly on the ground, unlike you, who has at least one foot several feet off the ground. I've got both feet firmly planted on the ground. It's insulting and unnecessary. Well, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. Lighten up a little bit, Norma. Lighten up. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't consent. I don't consent to Flea or anybody else being the uh, producer. It's, it's not the host, it's the producer. Get it right. 
Yeah. And they evidently are on they're unimpressed. They're unimpressed even by your letter yesterday on on legal letterhead. They still are unimpressed. Well, they don't have my consent, and they aren't going to get my consent. Come hell or high water, they don't have my consent. Yes. Tell them again. Correct. Okay, well, uh, let's do it, because the way they're doing this is un unacceptable by any kind of subhuman standards. Firing somebody by, by rumor and innuendo and not even uh, doing, uh, talking directly to him? Well, what kind of way is that to do business? I never saw that. I never got anything from you saying don't discuss this on the air. Correct. Well, please communicate to the, that to them immediately, if not sooner. Okay. Bye. Do you hear any of that? I didn't hear his end, no. Just didn't hear any of it? So we just had, what, five minutes of dead air? No, you. I heard your side of it. Oh. Didn't hear his side? No, I heard the yeah. background there. Well, according to something that he claims to have sent me uh, over the weekend, Joe would have preferred we don't discuss this on the air. Well, I never got anything telling me that. Okay, and? You got wah, 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 like that? From him, yeah. He would prefer we don't discuss this on the air and? Well, maybe we wouldn't have discussed it on the air if they talked directly to you. if they gave, or, you know, or, or you or anyone, yeah. Or told us not to discuss it on the air. Kimberly says, too much stress for the employees with all this going on. Just get Joe Bell in there like the old days and get to the bottom of this. Oh, yeah, we're going to get Joe Bell in here. <laughs> you, heard, you heard what I said, and I've told him this all along, and that is that since I get to select a producer on the show, and it's by mutual agreement, both parties have to agree, there is nobody else other than you that I'm going to agree to, whether it's Flea, and it's not personal Flea, it's business. It's personal in George's case because George needs a job. And George deserves the job. Oh, Ray D. Haven't heard from Ray D. in a while. A dying industry, he says. They're destroying what is left. It's a sad state of affairs. George, you've been a welcome addition to the Neil Rogers Show. We'll be missed. This is almost a Monty Python Black Knight parody with body parts being chopped off. Neil, <laughs> get all you can from them and leave the carcass for the buzzards. They will buy you out, I'm guessing. Okay, great. Make an offer. Buy me out. They, they will not. Of course not. They won't give me five cents not to work, bastards. They're probably feverishly working right now on my contract to find an out. This is the this is the nature of uh, the business we have chosen. Everybody's getting screwed. Everybody's getting canned. Everybody's getting cut, except of course the management types, because they're always the last ones to go. So what do you make of that? He was he was in the process of writing a letter to me, Norma, when I called him. Yeah. And then in his typical humorless way, uh, when I said something about him uh, 
not having both feet firmly planted in the ground. That, that was insulting and unnecessary or some crap like that. Grow a pair, Norma. Stop being so thin-skinned. Well, let's do the break. Let's get the spots on in here. Listening to Neil Rogers on South Florida Sports Sports Later. 560 QAM. Come one, come all. It's the Big O Show. Big O Show. Yeah, here we are, everyone. And I understand that many of you are in danger of losing your job and home if it hasn't happened already. So I'd like to turn your attention to the Denver Nuggets. Hey, how about those nuggets? I prefer to call them nougats. I like nougat candy. Nougat candy comes in many different forms. My favorite nougat looks like cake that they have to chip away a piece for you to put in your mouth. Yes, yes, the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to take a few moments now to contemplate my belly button and whistle through my nose. Oh, we got a car here. Big oh, hello. You're fat, and I don't want to be your friend. It's syphilis. Why do you crank my show? A show indeed. I didn't hear one reference to Obama being a commie pinko Buddhist. This is a sports show. We bleed sports here. In fact, I'm wearing a tampon right now. (laughs) To be a sport hole is to be a crazy right winger. Hey, sports is my life, not you. I care deeply for my family, and if anything happens to them, my primary concern would be Dwayne Wade's muscle spasm. That's just how much I love men in short pants and knee-high socks. Well, sir, I refuse to offer you my carton of wine. You should only choke on that poison. I hate you. I hate you, too. Hate you. Fine. I'll hang up and listen. Which reminds me, I haven't heard a word from Jimmy Syphilis today. How do you like that? I guess he don't care about you. Yeah. In your world, I guess he's small potatoes. So Norma said this, and Norma said, bada beep, bada boop, bada ba, 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 and that's unnecessary and uh, cruel and the audio. Hey, Norma. You fairy. Silly person. So he just basically reiterated what he said all along, and of course, they haven't fired anybody yet. Right. It just dawned on me during that last, whatever that bit was I played, it just dawned on me that we're fighting, fighting against a firing that hasn't taken place yet, only by rumor and innuendo. Right. You're still there. As of the moment, yes. As of the moment, and still on the payroll, as far as we knows. Here's one from somebody. You should do for George what any self-respecting person of the liberal persuasion would do. Create an entitlement for dear George. Simply find out how much dildo Joe Bell will pay him, and you fund the difference. Deficit spending is the wave of the future, baby. It says, yeah, that's right. They'll pay you ten grand a year, and I'll pay the rest. Or some idiotic crap like that. Not going to happen. I can't afford it. Like I said, if this would have happened last year, no problem. I would have written you a check for the full amount. Whole year. No gots. There's stew gots, and in my cases, no gots. Can't do it, Pally. And maybe that's what they're counting on. Maybe that's why Flea is on standby. Maybe this is like... Um, a big joke? No, not a big joke, but like, how, how far can we push this and still get away with it? And maybe the old fag will, like, you know, pony up a big chunk of George's salary or, or whatever. Or maybe the old fag will just get up and walk out, which isn't going to happen. And believe me, if I had the money to pay you your salary to cover your income, uh, I would. 
I'd get up and tell him to stick it. Oh, Joe would prefer this isn't discussed on the air. Well, where the hell was that, Norm? I don't see that in any of your frickin' emails. Any of your namby-pamby, wimpy emails. I don't see that. See, this is the way all these things go. Behind the door and up the road and down to Grandma's house and up the vineyard and all this other crap. But nobody ever talks to us directly. Everything is by innuendo. And while Joyce says this and Joe says that and yada, 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 but nobody talks to us. We're just a peon, so they pee on us. Joe says, Hi, Neil and George. I've always tuned in to hear the show, whether it's Neil or George on the air. The best of Georgia shows were the ones involving what the Bible is really about. And when a dumb, angry Christian would call in only to be put in their place by George's Bible knowledge, all of this time spent criticizing the management there is justified with even the thought of splitting your successful pairing. The only reason I have ever listened to IOD and QM since 91 is to listen to Neil's show. If the days of the old man and the Cuban are coming to an end, then I'm changing my name from Joe to Mo. No Mo, Jolly Joe, says Joe. He's changing his name from Joe to doi, 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 doi. Mo. My insides ache. You know what I mean by that? No. What do you mean? My innards ache from the stress. Maybe well, that's what it's all about. Maybe mine, they want to feel great. Do, do they? No. I don't. Wouldn't think so. This is a hell of a way to uh, terminate a loyal employee, somebody who's a valued part of this show, someone who's been here for like 11, longer than I have. You started there before I did. I was still getting paid off right. by Paxson. When you were doing production with a bunch of goofballs who wouldn't know a cart from their ass? Seven months of bizarre, surreal... Crap. Yeah. George Streepy in Orlando, who's chronic, says, In our tough economic climate, it's worth reminding ourselves that losing a job might not be the end of the world. Sure, it never feels good, but for these well-known folks, getting the... Mo getting the boot from their gigs proves... Oh, and it's got a thing here, Seinfeld, and this one got... Oh, God. Go away, Streepy. You're creepy. Slim says, oh, this is Barbara. Barbara or Slim, I'm not really sure. Flea is a sneaky creep, a career near-do-well. He has a long history of ingratiating himself with management. He's a suck-up, and you two idiots fail to see it. Nice work. You're slipping, Uncle Neil. No, I'm not slipping. Didn't I say that they were joined at the hip? Watch your back with this backstabber. He's not the nice guy he pretends to be, says Slim. Somebody who evidently knows your close personal friend, Flea. And if you really believe that there have been no discussions between him and Jolly Joe about this pending butchery that's going on, if you really believe that, then, you know, I'll sell you half the Brooklyn Bridge for five bucks. Really? I got five bucks. Okay. Well, if you got five bucks, let me, let me go a little higher. Eight bucks. Yeah. Okay, sold. Sold American. Right. LSMFT, Lucky Strike, means fine tobacco. Sold American. How much for the other half? They used to have a um, an auctioneer on there. Yeah. LSMFT, Lucky Strike, means fine tobacco. Sold American, whatever that means. I don't know. I sure miss the days of the faggot spots. Cigarette commercials, man. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Weinstein tastes good like a cigarette should. Those are kosher faggots. The most hated, bigoted, right-wing, ultra-right-wing radio host ever, Rush Limbaugh, 147, Michael Savage, 63, Sean Hannity, 20, Glenn Beck, 11, after that, small tater, single digits. So Norma's writing them a letter. Now, don't you feel a little bit better? Oh, yeah. Like an Irish setter? Oh, yeah. Because he's a real go-getter, you know. A letter saying what? 
I don't know. I'm that, shaking uh, my fist over here. Do you see it? He's saying, he's reiterating what we've already told him, and that is that since the selection of the producer for the show has to be by mutual agreement, and there was never any debate or, you know, uh, argument about it in the past, that uh, I have to approve if they stick somebody else in there, and I do not approve of Flea or anybody else they're going to put in there. The only producer I approve of is you. That's what he's going to reiterate, which he's already told them. And, of course, since they haven't canned you, that, you know, it's still up in the air. Right. This, this is the worst and the longest and the most awkward firing in the history of the subhuman race. And only this company, only the Beasleys, could pull it off like this. Yeah. And this morning when I called Clarence, he gave me bada beep, bada boop, bada he don't know this, he don't know that. He right. don't know. Of course not. Well, one thing about him, he's consistent. No matter what you ask him, yeah. he don't know. He knows. And I believe that. He, he knows. Know he knows. Well, oh, he knows about you. Yeah. yeah. Later. 560 QAM. Floridians, dumb as dirt. Way down south, where the mugwumps go to hang from trees and play banjo. You got some who own a station on newfangled radio. Now as North Carolina grows, Raleigh's a big city, you know, and that's where the Beasleys had to go for Jolly Riley Joe. You fairy. A new GM. He'll do what he can. <laughs> Shake your hand like a friend, then quickly walk away. Yes. They had Joe go to 560 with ratings in the toilet bowl to get those Flaming sport homos in order and control. And then so, Jolly Raleigh Joe, a buckular and in the know, he lets Mo go. And here's what blows, gives Geldy his own show. He'll make a big change and rearrange. It's worse or the same, he hasn't done a thing. For what goes on the air at two, Joe don't have a stinking clue about a format that essentially blows sport all radio. Oh my God. The GM of 560, Jolly Raleigh Joe. Oh! 11.31. Now you see, if they didn't want this discussed on the air, why didn't they communicate that to me? Or me. I'm here every day. What? I'm here every day. That's right, me too, when I'm not sick, because you know me, they're worried about my health. Mary says, I haven't been listening for a couple of weeks. What's happening or not happening to George? Cutbacks at QAM, question mark. Cutbacks, Mary, are you kidding me? They're slicing and dicing. They got the Ron Popeil Vagematic out. They're slicing and dicing everybody. Cutting salaries, eliminating salaries. They put Ken Malden in an early grave. Other than that, they're doing great. Mike says, I think George has a case to sue the station for emotional distress. What employer airs dirty laundry over the air to have employees stress on a daily basis regarding job security? That's why management didn't want this on the air. George, get a good attorney and the tapes, says Mike. Get a good attorney and the tapes, Okay. George. Okay. On it. Are you on it? Yeah. Because Norma Cantier is hell ain't going to do nothing. Except give me a bunch of gibberish and double talk on the phone. And you notice I had to call him. Right. He was in the process of writing me a letter. I'm going to sit right down and write myself a letter. Writing you a letter. Oh. See, that's what I mentioned. The Billy Williams Quartet, or whatever the hell it was. What? So that's what I was talking about. 
That's what he does. He explains their position to you. P.R. Ralph says a contract is an agreement between two or more parties that creates an obligation to do or not do something. A breach of contract is the existence of an agreement or bargain for exchange where one of the parties fails with or w- without a legally valid excuse to live up to his own responsibilities under the contract. A breach of contract usually occurs by one or more of the parties in one of the following ways. Failing to perform as promised, making it impossible for the other party to perform, making it known there's an intention not to perform. George has done his job to the fullest extent, but if George gets paid peanuts, then whatever they pay Fleabag, something smells fishy there. As in, maybe they're not going to pay him nothing. The Dow's down 152. It's a glum, grim day. Sun is shining, though. It's going to be 21 here today. Aren't you impressed? 70 degrees? Yeah. Why, why would you care? Robert says, when your lawyer starts babbling about arbitrary and capricious, you know you are sunk. Rob, a.k.a. Seamus O'Dimwit. Thanks, Rob. Arbitrary and capricious. That was uncalled for and uh, blah, 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 insensitive, yeah. And it wasn't even on the air. It was off the air, Norma. And I said you were limp-wristed, lightweight, something like that. Get some get some weights for Norma's shoes so we can get one toe down on the ground and maybe come back to Earth. Hey, that's uh, unnecessary and capricious. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Vicious and capricious. Remember Aida? Who? Aida. No. Ida Lopez, sure you do. I do? She's been emailing for a long time. Oh, you that one. With it. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like a celebrity or something. No. Like a Vita. I remember Ida Cantor, Eddie and Ida Cantor. Remember that? Way before yep. your time. If you knew Susie, like I... Anyway, uh, it's a sad, sad day for me if this is George's last day. Well, we don't know. But he hasn't been fired yet, she says. That's correct. I'm squeezing my Bible right now as I write this email. Saying a prayer for George, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. No matter what, Neil, I'll still be listening, but it won't be the same without George. George, stay strong. Love you, says Aida. Thanks, Aida. Aida, Aida. If you knew Susie, I guess Eddie and Ida Cantor are both still dead. <clears throat> They're not coming back. Not too many stiffs coming back. The Phantom Informer, the fake one, you know, Yeah. says what's happening to George is enough to make you put your head in your hands and cry. Now, Now, listen to this. You don't have a hair on your ass if you don't walk out if George is fired. WQM is in breach of contract. This is somebody's life they're effing with. You don't have a hair on your ass if you don't walk out. I'm not walking out no matter what they do. How do you like that? If they tell me I can't say hello and goodbye, I'm still not walking out. I'll take the money, okay? How about that? I'm not going to self-destruct to make Joe Bell happy, which I still think that's part of what this is all about. What can we do to get the Rogers to walk out and say there's some real money to be saved? Mm Mm-hmm. We'll put anybody on there. We'll put Flea on for his own show in midday. I think I want to be joicing here very soon. Me too. Like I told you, my stomach is churning. Mine too. Remember that show, The Stomach Churns? Watch it every day. Just this morning I saw it. As a matter of fact. First, all my hopes for George. No reason for him to lose his job, especially not like this, says somebody. My question is, if the section of your contract that supposedly protects George, or whoever you have as your producer... Positions your show is so toothless and weak. What about the other parts? They already got out the part about the billboards and advertising, didn't they? Well, that's because Norma doesn't hold their feet to the fire. They, they do whatever they want because they have no fear of Norma can't. How do you know the clause about the station having to buy you out when your contract to, to get rid of you will stand up? 
for that matter, can they really hold you to that non-compete clause if it was written as badly as these others? Well, guess what? There's no other offers pouring in, okay? I'm putting Neil on the market. I'm accepting offers. Remember that from mm-hmm. Norma? Yeah. He's sitting by the phone accepting offers. think you really need to look into this for your own sake with a different lawyer. By the way, no, you're probably sick of the Bubba reports. Tune past to hear him say that Howard Stern invented reality shows by letting cameras come behind the scenes on the radio show of his e-show. So that PBS show with a loud family back in the 70s wasn't reality. What an ass kisser. They're saying that Bubba's an ass kisser, and I think they may have a point. Seems that he's got his tongue in a lot of tushies. Rectum. Including mine. I wonder what that was. And you start feeling that little bit of discomfort. Either the proctologist has come to pay you a home visit or somebody's got their tongue in your tush. Mike says, long-time listener from the WYOD days, two-time emailer. I have to chime in about George. In my humble opinion, George is a great talent and asset to your show. For me, the show is all about the interaction between the two of you. And when you're away, I enjoy the show that George does in your absence. He's always entertaining and professional and is always loyal to you when people call in to complain when you're gone. Unlike the bird who used to, like, chime in. <laughs> I have to agree with an earlier email that they asked why the laughable, impotent Norma is still in your employ. I'm not saying this is your fault like the last emailer did. I'm only saying that Norma is an idiot, has no business working for you or anyone else as an attorney or even as a garbage collector. George, if you go, I for one will miss your talent and the input you bring to the show. Neil, whatever happens, I'll still be a listener and fan. Sincerely, Mike. Well, thanks, Mike. It says, subject, sad George, bad Norma. Like a dog, bad dog, bad Norma. Just duty down the floor, Norma. You dropped a big load on the floor. Maybe that's why you had that one leg up in here. I thought it was something else. Oh. <laughs> Here's one from somebody with a phone number. It says, this is total bullshit with George. He's a fine producer in town, better than any one to five-year-old tape, etc., this is a classical example of why I never pursued radio, spelled badly, as a career, and I only did part-time back in the day to make ends meet and get me uh, something. You signed a WYNZ card to my son in 1986. Stay out of the business. That's so true. Yeah, that's what I write to everybody. Stay out of the business. You never know your fate and some ass clown can change your life on a whim. You have the no-talent suck-ups on the air, and the ones with talent are off the air. P.S. The rest of the shows on QM blow. Look at the schedule on QM. They all talk the same crap hour after hour, day after day, in the same D-bag that calls just to hear their voice. What city in America is talking football in May? Joe Bell, I F them, it says. Nothing against Flea, but grow up here and say, no, I can't do that, says Pete the Chronic. Yeah, that's right, Flea, grow up here. How come nobody's blaming him for not turning down a chance to uh, stab you in the back? I mean, take your job. I mean, do whatever he's going to do. Whatever he's on standby to do. You're on standby, please. I want your Cuban ass fired. So, Jorge, you're fired. You're too good at your job. And furthermore, you're not a jack-sniffing slob. So I want to let you go. We lost two million in our first quarter, but that's uh, not quite as much uh, as we order. Now, with today's corporate mentality, it is to fail miserably, set business goals to achieve with lazy mediocrity. Ho, 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 Great number, and I love your show. Ho, 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 ho. But I'm afraid 
Yeah, we like our numbers to be low. Now, you refuse to talk about jobs. If I had my way, you'd be gone. But that's what I want. I want you out, and let me explain to you why. Your numbers are far too high. Maintaining numbers like that, why? That would mean we'd have to get up and do something. Well, we don't want to get up. Sports is all you need for a radio format. Then just put your feet up on the desk ah, and collect. Oh, oh, oh. Now, George, for the last ten years, you've resisted crossing the thin gay line of sports. You want to work here? Embrace the gayness, my friend. Oh, 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 oh. Well, so I just got uh, two emails from Norma, the first of which I can't read because I can't open it. And the second one, uh, this is sent to Joe Bell. At your direction, please read the second email privately, not on here, which I did. Okay. And I think he articulated well for a change uh, exactly my position, which is that nobody else uh, is acceptable to be the producer on this show or to be the fill-in during the summertime. But at any rate, I can't read the first one, Norm. Okay, send it in a format that I might be able to open, like Acrobat Reader or something like that. Don't you hate that when somebody sends you? Well, you probably don't yeah. have that problem. I'll just send you a software disk or something so that um, it's probably like a Doc X or something. That you need Windows, um, whatever, 2007. Whatever. Brandon says, I sure hope QAM does pull off George what they did to Milton in the movie Office Space. Milton was fired and nobody told him, so he kept coming back to work. And when he asked where's his paycheck, the boss said, take it up with accounting. Yeah, where's my bonus check, by the way? Here's one from some poor bastard. It says, who cares about George? I just got canned on my way to Hollover Beach. Cheers. Yeah, well, good luck to you, okay? And stay off of Hollover Beach, pervert. Neil, if your lawyer, Norma Kant, is unable to take care of what's right, get one who can, damn it. There are a dime a dozen, says Marty from Batavia. How's Del Mangie's doing, Marty? Here's one that says, from Liz, I became a teacher so I could dedicate my summers to listening to the George Rodriguez show. What do I do now? I just turned down the option to teach summer school. From the teacher in room 32, it says. Thanks, How Liz. do you like that? That's sweet. Here's one that says, George sucks, but the fact he sucks is what makes the show great. I remember when he first was on the air years ago filling in, everyone would call saying, you suck and all that silliness, and I would laugh so hard, you can tell George I would get mad in his voice. It was great entertainment. He'd get mad in your voice. I hope he ends up somewhere. I will listen to him. QAM sucks more and more every day, it says. Yeah, they do. They suck. <laughs> Here's one from the fake Norma Kant. Dude, apparently we just had a conversation on the phone. I'm so wasted, I have no recollection at all of what was said. <laughs> Could you call me this afternoon around 3? I'm going to down a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios and take a nap. Thanks, Norma. The fake Norma can't. The real one sent me that thing, and I can't open it. The second one, though, I think uh, said it very well for a change. Here's one that says from Alfredo, screw WQM in its failed format. Hank Goldberg was right about QM and that fat-ass redneck Joe Bell. Hope the Mad Dog sticks it to them and retires. WQM might as well file for Chapter 11 in the future without your show. They will, and I'll be happy when it happens. Love you, George. From Alfredo. Sauce. <clears throat> Dear Uncle Neil, says Paul, the worst insult I, I can hurl at Norma is that apparently his talent as a talk show host exceeds his legal acumen and skill. Loved you and George, says Paul. Well, thanks, Paul. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
What's my take on the Preakness? Oh, my God. This is Stoke Broker. Get a life, Stoke Broker. You bug me, okay? <laughs> Here's one from a phone number. It says, hey, Neil, this is not hate mail. Uh, it's love mail. I've loved your show for 25 years. I love you and I love George. I love, I have spent days thinking about this. To me, it's really simple. If they fire George, I'll stop listening to the Neil Rogers show. What else can I do? I want to hear you. I want to hear George. I don't want to patronize WQM or the Beasleys any longer. It'll be a sacrifice. I suffer withdrawal symptoms, but I'll move on. I'll also try to follow George's career and listen to him wherever he ends up, if it's possible over the air from here or on the Internet. I'll also remain eager to listen to you if and when you're on the Neil Rogers show into a second outlet. If you ever get it, whatever it says. In that regard, and I'll put in my lawyer's hat and point out to you several things. Oh, this goes on. This is long. The chronic. Oh, this is Russell, the chronic, and Coco. I better print it out. Okay. Long. Huh? I said okay. If he's putting on his lawyer's hat, I want to hear what he has to say. His lawyer's hat. Are you saying that Norma's not a lawyer? Huh? <laughs> Hey, listen, the, se the, the second part, the one I could read that I'm not supposed to read on the air, it was good. Okay. It was excellent. I'll cross and my I fingers. I think it articulated, spelled out very well the uh, where we were at. Now, let me see. This is sent, and I still he still didn't send me one that I can open up and read, the attachment. Let's see. Open with and uh, Microsoft Windows Office. Picture and Fax Viewer. I can't read Microsoft it. Microsoft Office. Do what? Microsoft Office or Works. Try that. Does Try what? What does it end with? What's the extension on it after the dot? The file that you can't open. Oh, uh, PG. I don't even know what the hell that is. Open with... Take a guess. Now, what are you saying I should open it with? I think you only have Microsoft Works on your computer. i got to send you a copy of Microsoft uh, Office 2007. Windows Media Player? No. Microsoft Works. I know, got it on my on my choices here. You do because we were browse. playing with it one morning. What? You do because we were playing with it one morning. Were we really? Yeah, we were. Well, don't tell anybody about that. All right. I don't know how to open this. I can't open it. Send it to me in a format I can read, Norma. Whatever the first one is, please, pretty please. Oh boy, I feel like I've been on here for forty hours today. Oh, but it's so much fun. No, it's not. Frank says it sounds to me like your contract does not protect George. If I heard you correctly, you said it had mutually agreed upon, which means you may agree with George, but if they don't, then he's gone. If you don't agree to anyone but George, then you'll be without a producer unless there's a clause to cover the chance that you don't mutually agree. I bet the, would bet the contract says if you guys can't come to a mutual agreement, then the station gets the choice. No, there is no such uh, statement. I hate to see George leave. While his honor delivery isn't the greatest, his insight and intelligence and research is impeccable and invaluable. I didn't know you were doing research. All the time. His belief system is pretty damn near correct. I learned something interesting every time he's on, except for when he touts the Flowbots. They suck. What's that? It's a group. Can't please everyone, you know? Aside from what he does, producing your show and covering your six months of vacation, six days works for me, and I bet most of your audience, too. Yeah, it seems to be working pretty well lately, but not for this company. If they want to cut costs, why don't they start at the top and work their way down? I never understand that. People at the top who make more than they need never get cut when they're the ones who have greater ability to resurface and, two, have better ability to survive until they do resurface, or, three, use their savings to start up something else. I feel for you, George, says Frank. He's feeling for you. Thanks, Frank. You feel it? I feel it. It feels good, too. I feel sick. Here's one that says, this is not hate mail, it's love mail. I've loved your show for 25 years. I love you and I love George. I started to read this. This is Russell and Coco, the chronic. I've spent days thinking about this, and to me it's really simple. If they fire George, I will stop listening to the Neil Rogers Show. What else can I do? 
I want to hear you. I want to hear George. I don't want to patronize QM or the Beasleys any longer. It'll be, I read that part. Yes. I put on my lawyer's hat and point out to you several things. One, if your contract is ambiguous enough to allow them to fire a producer over your objections, it's probably also weak enough to allow you to negotiate with Sirius or WTKS to simulcast your... Oh, here we go with this crap again. Mm. Nobody is interested in simulcasting this program, Russell. God. Jesus, do I, does this wear me out. Instead of asking these entities for money they don't have, agree to provide this show for a dollar the first year. Just get your foot in the door and piss off QM and management and ownership. There's, there's nothing in the contract where they object to my uh, simulcasting, syndicating the show. Quite the opposite. Two, in lieu of big upfront money, get serious TKS or whoever you hook up with to pay George to host 30-minute pre- and post-Neil shows, something which has proven successful for Stern and his producer. This will really burn Jolly Joe, etc., uh, for leaving a non-compete out of George's contract. Oh, here we go with this serious crap again. Three, take the advice of the little judge figurine who sits almost at every lawyer's desk. Sue the bastards. First, get a real lawyer. Then name everyone from the Beasleys on down. Claim breach of contract and fraud. Ask that all the monies due you under the contract be paid at once. Ask for real and punitive damages by including causes of action and harassment, defamation, damage to business, career, and reputation, as well as intentional infliction of emotional distress. Well, you got that last part right. And, of course, be sure to allege a recurrent pattern of unlawful discrimination by the defendants against Jewish employees. Throw it all at them so something will stick. What'd you think? Yeah, well, I'm a spick. Four, oppose the motion to dismiss, which they will make. If they fail in the court, uh, seize the question of breach of contract or others must go to trial. Stop doing the show entirely and start looking for another job on another station or network, supposedly to mitigate damages. Oh, my God. Wow. This is a crazy person. All these years, I thought that this guy had his uh, head screwed on right. For fun, attend the depositions in your lawyer's office where the Beasleys, Joe Bell, Joyce, and others involved in the demolition of your show will have to produce all their private communications and answer embarrassing questions under oath about their motives and intentions as well as precisely what they knew and when they knew it. This could be very therapeutic and fun for you and provide lots of show material, too. Oh, yeah, sounds like fun to me. Go to depositions. And five, after the bastards have squirmed for a year and the station has lost dozens of sponsors and is hemorrhaging red ink, settle a lawsuit by accepting a full buyout for both you and George, payment of all legal fees and expenses by QM, and move on with your life. At that point, it'll be time for the other entities your show is on to pay you real money. Oh, my God. Well, what, what part of their... Nobody's offering a dime, don't they understand? Right. What, what doesn't they understand? Oh, I mean, we've got some fake people. How many times do we have to say it? There are no offers on the table. Not a nickel, not a Canadian penny. Russell. Oh, God. The ride that I make to the round is today. Now in the classic set of wheels fixed up the way a brother would like it. Now if they clean and shine and the trim is cold and it dies under my seat, I got a can of liquid cherry yoke. Aw, baby. Coconut, granada, cherry, chariot, me, baby, blue. Aw, baby. Shiny little velvet little smelly machine took the suspension out, so I bounced down the road in a pit daddy super highway. Now if it's hard to stop, no big deal, someday I'll get around to fixing the brakes. A 1979 mom Catalina, she's sure looking fine, now it's my baby Cadillac. Aw, oh, baby. Coconut, granada, cherry, chariot, me, baby. Stop, baby. Shiny little, velvet little, smelly machine. Yo.
Atlantic ground that smell like Lionax. My cough is Johnny Tudor's. I've been washing it with Amarol. Dog, baby. Open the Kermada, Jerry, Jerry, and me. Baby, stop, baby. Microscopic wheels going over speed bumps and too smooth. Stop, baby. Fresh for law interior, you'll be fancy to me, baby, please. Stop, baby. Twelve oh three at five sixty WQM. So Norma Kant's first email was blank. He says, he said disregard. Oh, okay. His error. Okay. I'm sure the contract says this, and Neil says that, and that's where we are. Adamantine. Remember that in the network? He says um, they're adamantine. They want Howard Beale on the air. Right. Well, we want George on the show. Adamantine. And then, of course, in order to get rid of Howard Beale, they had to shoot his ass. And then he hit the floor, which, yeah. of course, wasn't unusual for him. He did a lot of hitting the floor in that movie. Yes, Poor he Peter did. Finch. Boy, he was so great. Yes, he was. He was good. Sunday, Bloody Sunday. There's a real gay movie for you. You ever see that? No, but thanks for the warning. What does that mean? Oh, Latango, I can't read his last name, says, It's very disturbing to me that the topic of firing George is back on again. I thought that George's job was secured from the shows last week. Did not Joe Bell went into the booth and shook George's hand? Did he not went into the booth? Yeah, he did went into the booth. Valerie, okay? My offer is this. Nothing. I mean, the amount of money that they're paying you, it's just like the amount of money they were paying Ken Malden before they put him in a grave. How much money could they have been paying him? Not a lot. That was worth killing the man and destroying Eight his life? Bucks. How many lives would you like to destroy, Jolly Joe, before you're finished? About 30, man. Before you burn and rot in hell with wild, oozing, bloody diarrhea for eternity. Did not Joe Bell went into the booth and shook George's hand? How can you shake a man's hand and the next week stabbed him in the back by trying again to fire to fire gain? gain? Boy, this grammar here is... It's very obvious that WQM does not want Jews, Hank Goldberg, Kenny Molden. Maybe he rest in peace or Cubans, George. But I think the real reason QM wants to fire George is they want to humiliate you, Neil. Firing George is the way Joyce and Joe Bell want to get back at you. WQM wants to fire George is the way showing you, Neil, that QM is the boss and that you, Neil, are a slave and employee. Neil, do not let WQM humiliate you by firing George. If you give up on George, you're going to let QM walk all over you. Believe me, once the George incident is over, they're going to find another way to humiliate you. Remember, Neil, WQM's objective is not to fire George, it's to destroy you. Well, to them, how do you like that? Here's one that says, who's this from? Jonathan somebody. I have to chime in while there's still time before they make a really stupid and un unfixable move. I just heard George may lose his job. Unacceptable and disgusting corporate BS. You are correct, sir. They're trying to get you to get up, walk out, and breach your contract. Don't do it. I'm not going to do it. Stay on the air and kick their ass in court. Just keep your eye on the legal bills and keep them in check. George does a fine job when he works in your place. He's knowledgeable, reliable, loyal, and good people, which we uh, know they don't care about. Any, apparently, they want to cut the bottom line and delete your salary from the books. At the same time, they can eliminate their top-rated show and stick a sports show in its place. They can stick the sports in their ass, it says. It's for dorks who don't get laid or degenerate gamblers looking for the spread. Even that sounds faggy. I can't believe they dare do this to you. I think they believe you've lost your edge and won't fight or rip them. I know better. We all know you have to choose your battles, and this one's worth fighting for, says J.G. Well, thanks, J.G. Yeah, thanks. I'll be confused with Paul Smith. Oh, I already had this story about the Clarendon County uh, waitress accused of shooting a customer at the restaurant after they had a dispute. Okay. No, I didn't have this one. 
Clarendon County. Where's that? Texas? Yakisha Ward, 29, is charged with assault and battery with intent to kill. Yakisha. How you doing, Yakisha? An early morning run for breakfast at the Waffle House on Paxville Highway in Manning turned terribly wrong for Crystal Samuel. I thought it was going to give me an all-star, said Samuel, a popular meal on the menu. Grit, sausage, toast, eggs, and a waffle. An all-star. She didn't get what she came for. Instead, she says while she waited for her order, her friends started eating. That's when Samuel says she was told they couldn't eat from carryout trays inside the restaurant. I said, what's your fuss about? I said, we haven't paid for our food. She said, well, you've all got to leave. How you want us to leave? We ain't paid for the food yet, said Samuel. How you want us to leave? That's when it got ugly, Samuel says. She threw a waffle at the waitress, seen from her trunk. A gun magazine, like popular guns. Right. A gun magazine, man. That's funny. Yeah. Investigators say Ward's gun discharged during the altercation. They say a bullet fragment struck Samuel in the arm. Deputies were close by when they rolled up in the parking lot for the, for the victim, and the suspect was still engaged in the fight. I see. They rolled up in the parking lot, for, and the victim and the suspect were still fighting it. Before it ended, authorities say Ward struck the victim in the head with a gun. She got the last lick, said Samuel. Meanwhile, Ward is bonded out of jail. Tuesday afternoon, News 19 found her inside the Waffle House where the incident happened. Maybe she likes the Waffle House. Well, there you go. That's a whole bunch of crap. Here's one that says, get a real lawyer. Let's think this through. With Norm, you have no clout. Zero, zippity-doo-dah. They're breaching your contract, right? But what recourse do you have? Walking out? That's what they want. Duh. But they know Norm isn't going to do diddly. You're the responsible party. Unfortunately, you have to do something. Not wait for him to. He won't. He can't. Is unable. It's your contract, sir. Your life and livelihood, not his. Get off your ass. Stop being a bystander and a victim. Butch up. Yeah, butch up and do what? Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. Hmm. This fake Greg Budell. I'm so sick and oh. tired of him. I, even if, you know, it's got nothing to do with the real one. Right. I'd like to go to Alabama and just <laughs> blow his brains out. I mean, Jesus. Well, you're going to have some time. Why don't you do it? Yeah, I don't care because he's small potatoes. Do you ever meet him? Once. Gregory Actually, Benjamin well, Bedell? the one time that he visited Jackass, your studio. Clown. And then once at a, a appearance. We were both out at the same time. Oh, here we go. George, are you planning to go after Prozac Ron and Jamba? If yes, please tell your audience. We love these guys. They make us all laugh. Prozac Ron has a room to rent. George's bills go too high. Also, if Neil can spot George, he can help Jamba and Prozac Ron, too. Help George with rent. Oh, this is just crap. It's all about Prozac Ron. It's just garbage. Uh. Die. Just die. Don't take your time doing it. Just die. Die now. Die, die, Anu. Don't waste any time, both of you. Prozac Ron and Chamba. They did a hell of a job with them, too, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Although Flea, he tells you that he's going to take care of that. You know something? I trust him as far as I could throw Fat Boy. I trust him as far as I could throw Dave Game and Jim DeFetis sewn together. Did you ever see that movie with Ray Milland with and uh, Rosie Greer with the two heads sewn together? No. I keep threatening to send that to you. Sounds well, if you have a lot of spare time on your hands, if this goes down, which I hope yeah, it doesn't, I might. you might what? Have a lot of spare time. Well, I'll send you the movie. Uh, great. Oh, brother. The AC comes on here tomorrow, so I sure as hell hope that you're here tomorrow, with or without the AC. Do you have any idea? Well, well you're going to send me a text message at 2 o'clock, I'm sure, shortly thereafter. Correct. I'd get out of the building real fast at 2. I would right. hightail it out of there. I'd put on my Superman cape. I'd go to the nearest window, if you can find one, and I'd zoom out. Everybody else is out of the building, pretty much. Are they really? 
Is Pretty the big much. move completed? Except us here. Uh, they're still moving some furniture and everything, but all the employees are already over there. I see. Including the uh, management types? Yes. Even Clarence? Uh, last time I saw Clarence, he was in the conference room using that as a temporary office. Well, I've got a really nasty booger in my left nostril. Well, dig it out. I'm, I'm trying to dig it out. I'm trying to get it out with my thumb. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those thumb. that's like... Yeah. Let's have some big nostrils. I have to slide it out. Man, I can't fit my thumb up there. Well, I don't mean all the way. It's not, oh. it's not in there deep, you know. I see. It's toward, it's toward the edge of the nostril. Toward try, the... try your pinky. No. That's a little bit too gay, even for me. Mm -hmm. Ah, Christ, I was getting a big ream of fax paper in the other room. Damn it. And what just happened there? Neil Rogers. God. Christ Almighty. I want to extol praise to all my loyal supplicants out there for obeying my commands. That made me proud to be an American, my friends, when hundreds of you out there went out to squat and put tea bags in your mouth. Why, there's nothing more patriotic than that, my loyal limbaugh lemmings. I'll be back after these words from the fine makers of Zyklon B. <laughs> you know, Johnny, I've been at this a long time. It never ceases to amaze me how these mugwumps will do anything I say. Holy, I mean, even I get scared. It's a good thing Clear Channel owns every station in the world, or I'd have to go back to being Jeff Christie. Uh, maybe I ought to get married again, you know. I've had sex in years. Not that I don't like sex after that. I, I just can't seem to find it. It's a hope. That's it? I guess it ends like that. Let me just back it up a second. One moment, please. I'm trying to back it up. Back that ass up? And it's not doing nothing. Hmm. Come on, you can do it. Why is it not doing it? I'm pressing the search. I don't know. Press it harder. I'm going the wrong way. Now let me try the right way. No, it won't back up. Well, screw it. 1218 at 560 WQM. Unhappy Wednesday, May 13th. George is with us still today, although we don't know for how much longer. Is this a way to do something? I mean, this is so Bush League. Yeah, I wish they'd fired me nicely. No, I mean, that, that's not the point. But, I mean, if you're going to do something, do it definitively and either do it or either Schmidt or get off the pot. <laughs> Oishmoy Jew says listening to the George soap opera is getting depressing. No kidding. George is good for the Neil Rogers show, but apparently not good for a whole bill. He fills a specific requirement in this life which is more than the other deadbeats at the station. Is there any chance George will go postal if he's booted? Keep your head down. Things could get interesting. No, I don't think there's any chance George will go no, postal. No. Although, didn't I say years ago that you would be the one? You did, but uh, it would take something special. Oh. Here's one that says, simple formula for a winning team, not Joe P Bell equals ass clown. doesn't say clown. Have a happy and die and burn in hell, Joe Bell. They're getting less and less creative as the day goes on, you know? Well, oh, maybe the good ones are being written as we speak. 367 on the poll. Our goal is 368. Our goal is to survive till 2 o'clock. That, that's my best take on it today. And let me say again, uh, the more I think about this flea business, the less I trust 
the little one. He's got too much of a history with your buddy Jolly Joe. They go back too far. And he's got his hooks into too many things going on in that building. You know what I mean? No, what do you mean? Just what I'm saying. He's, he, he knows. This crap about how they told him he's on standby. Mr. Hylas says, did George have a PayPal account so I, as a loyal fan, can donate to the George Will Be Unemployed Soon Fund? <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, I do, as a matter of fact. Maybe I can raise your salary off the air and you won't have to work. You, you think they were paying you big bucks or something like that. Less than I'm worth. Don W's in Miami says, who the blank do they think they are at that sad little dog and pony show they call a radio station? Do they want to can George because he's intelligent? Wait, maybe that's it. They can't have people there who think for themselves. They need sheep who will follow them into the crapper where they're taking the show. Love you, Uncle Neil and George Rock, says Don W. in Miami. What about Thanks, Don. Don Webb? I wonder if that one is still alive. Don Webb. What a wicked web we weave when we practice to deceive. So I've seen all of this verbiage from uh, Norma Kant. Some pretty emphatic stuff, by the way, in spite of your skepticism. And I'm mine. Holding my breath. Well, I'll let you know when to exhale. <gasps> Here's one from Quincy. My name is Q, and I'm a big fan. I've tuned into you religiously every day for over 13 years. My mornings consisted of Sid Rosenberg and, and you, and it made for an interesting day, even though Sid's show was dubbed a sports show. He did a great job bringing a variety of topics outside of sports to the table every morning, and much like you, he didn't take himself seriously and was very funny. Oh, yeah. Now, listen to Imus. I listen to Imus on 960 a.m. in the morning for my Sid fix and then put you on. What, Sid is on with Imus again? I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. I did experiment the last two days with a new show at 780 and oh, 790. But this guy's got all the frequencies wrong. He's got 940 as 960 and 790 at 780. Maybe his dial's a little bit off. It leaves a lot to be desired. I haven't had hardly any commentary on that new um, Jorge Sedano and Crystal uh, Fernandez-Schwartz show. Without Sid, that station will fail. Yeah, he had those big numbers, ones and zeros. I even find myself listening to La Bastard in the afternoons, it says. I hope the powers that be realize your importance to the station and this market and make you happy in the long run. Love to hear you and Sid mix it up one day. Oh, yeah, mix it up my ass. I'm sorry. And for what it's worth, I'm gay, too. Gay. Well, it's worth about a quarter. Maybe it's a quarter schlock guy. Oh, here we go. The fake Greg Budell just won't stop. Won't stop. I believe Norm is pulling one over on you. You keep saying no one wants to simulcast your show, but this couldn't be further from the truth. I don't know about WTKS, but I know for a fact... That Sirius XM remains very interested in simulcasting your show on Sirius 101. Howard, that's the whatever it is. Norm makes no effort to reach out, and you continue to sit back and do nothing. If George is really on the verge of getting fired, have him call Tim Sabian. It would be in his best interest. Now, they aren't going to pay you the big bucks, but I'm willing to bet it's at least 100 k a year. This could pay George and Chicken X salary. Why, why does this ass clown keep sending me this garbage? Well, what's, maybe, what's the point? I don't know. Maybe he believes uh, some of it will stick if he throws enough crap at you. I mean, what does Greg Budell really have to do with Sirius in the first place? Best I can determine, nothing. Zippity-doo-dah. And if he's so tight with them, how come his show in Alabama ain't on Sirius? If he's such a big schmendrick. Sh uh, Redlands, Jim and Jan say, Neil and George, we aren't sure if you're getting our email, but here goes anyway. Well, why wouldn't I be getting it? I don't understand me. that. He doesn't know if I'm getting the email, I guess. I got it. You got it, too? Yes. We are loyal listeners of you, Neil and George, as well. My wife and I love the show and enjoy the days when George fills in. He has a perfect voice for on the air and provides more entertainment with his vast knowledge of many different subjects. Much entertainment. Some. 
We like George and have met him a couple of times in your studio as well as appearances. Neil, great. George, great. QM management, bad. Bad with two A's like a sheep. Bad. Oh, Greg Budell again. I feel sorry for George. He doesn't deserve this. Joe asked me about fill-in work, but I have my hands full doing two shows already, says the fake Greg Budell. Subject, you're fired. So tired of Greg Budell. And obviously South Florida was, too. That's why he's in Alabama with a banjo on it. I guess they even got tired of him at the Sterling Country Kitchen in Hollywood. My mom says he was a lousy waiter, by the way. Really? No. Oh. She doesn't say anything these days. Here's one that says, hey, George, a couple of weeks ago, Derby Day, when the station was at Gulfstream, I passed by their table and said, keep George. You want to know their answer? The guy at the table says, George who? George Sedano? When I said, hell no, George Rodriguez, the guy at the table started laughing. Did Beasley Broadcasting sell out to Cheap Channel, it says? Whatever that means. The guy at the table. Wouldn't you like to know who that was? Know, maybe, maybe it was Flea. Maybe. I don't know. He might be out there. You know, He might have been the guy out there at the table. Your good buddy Flea, your personal friend. Yeah. That's on standby to get that shiv and just stab you as hard as he can. <coughs> Snooky says, if George is gone, then so is the little audience you have. Doesn't Joe Tinkerbell know that the Neil Rogers Show is the only program on 560 that actually has some decent ratings? I've been an everyday listener for many years and a frequent emailer, and I've tuned, turned many listeners my age, late 20s, to your show. There must be something you can do, Neil, to keep George on. Well, let me know what it is. Maybe you want to pay George's salary, Snooky. The entire town of Davy and Aventura will stop listening to 560 if George goes. Make sure you get that message to Joe and everyone else involved in George's forced retirement from the show. Your management is a big pile of steamy joyce. Sincerely, your avid listener, another Jorge. P.S. Love you, George, in the show. Hate the rest. Hate. Not dislike. Hate. Thanks. Ah, like that. Ugh. Neil says, Dear Neil, this sucks about George. I'm a faithful listener. I am the Blue Oyster Cult guy. I hope to hear him tomorrow. Well, tune in tomorrow and see if George is still here. I know I'm going to be coming in here extra early. So if you show up tomorrow... I'll, I'll be here. If I show up, I'll let you know. Okay. Neil? God? I'm Chris Matthews. Play hardball on MSNBC. I feel as giddy as a college schoolgirl who's wearing a skirt and those scrappy thigh highs and the wing just blew over my coochie. <laughs> Even though the economy is dismal and our world seems to be crumbling, I feel exuberant and excited like a 13-year-old girl going to see Twilight. <laughs> Welcome to three CEOs of the automobile industry to hardball. Got Alan Mulally of Ford, Robert Nardelli of Chrysler, and Richard Wagner of GM. Welcome to the program, gentlemen. Let's start with you, Richard. Didn't know if you realize that you're actually named after a station wagon. That's last name's Wagoner. Yeah, it's like not. a station wagon. That's funny. No, <laughs> no. I think it's funny. Maybe you don't have a sense of humor. Anyway, let's go to you, Alan. Don't you think it's funny that Richard Wagoner's last name is actually uh, from a station wagon? I think... I know comedy. Anyway, what do you do with an elephant with three balls? Uh, you walk I... him and pinch it a giraffe. Anyway, let's go to you, Robert Nardelli of Chrysler. Probably think I'm going to ask you about the uh, Richard Wagoner uh, name reference. I'm not going to throw you a curveball on hard. Why is it that you guys flew on private jets in to get your big bailout money? Don't you think that says to the American people, screw you? Well, I, I think it's sort of says, screw you to the American people. Well, uh, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm a big believer in spend, 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 but that's kind of crazy, right? Well, I'm trying to Although I wish I had a private plane, that way people wouldn't overhear the stupid things I 
say while traveling on mass transit. Let's go back to you over there, Richard Wagoner. <laughs> Your name reminds me of where I had sex for the first time. Get it, station wagon. Hey, are you wearing any wood paneling on your side? No, no, you anyway, let's talk about the big bailout you guys think you deserve. Well, thank you, you very much. Go ahead. I just go ahead. I'm trying to get an answer out of you. How do you feel about the bailout? Yeah, Chris, you really, I you really think... Chris, go ahead. Chris, I'm, go ahead. What I'm trying to say... Let's ask Robert Nardelli the same question. Nardelli, wait a minute. It just hit me. Your name sounds like a macaroni. I think I had some vodka sauce in Nardelli last night. Well, I don't think... Ah, it's funny. Come on, admit it. No, I don't Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Who's banana. There? Knock, knock. Who's banana. there? Uh, who's knock, there? Knock, knock. Who's Orange. There? Orange and glad I didn't say banana. I know comedy. Let's go back over to Al Malala, you fought. Wait a minute. You know, your name reminds me of Big Valley with Miss Barbara Stanwyck. It rhymes. Malala, Big Valley. Of course, you can also be the chick from Will and Grace with a high squeaky voice. <laughs> don't, don't you think it's, it's a, funny? Don't it's you, get, go ahead. Listen. Go ahead. I'm it's here. funny. I'm telling you, it's funny. Miss Barbara Stanwyck, Nick Hinks, where we first saw a million dollar man, rightly major. It's funny. Listen, we are here. Nah, for I'm a... listening to you. Maybe they'll back talk the host. Tune in tomorrow when my special guest will be the priest, the rabbi, and the prostitute. That's funny. <laughs> Chris Matthews played hotball on MSNBC. 1233, 27 before 1 at 560 WQM. Boy, sure got a lot of emails today, let me tell you. Oh, let's do this Lots. more often. I beg your pardon? Let's do this more often. I got news for you. I don't, I don't think you're going to be the last one. In fact, I got one from Jimmy Syphilis. It says, Georgia Small Potatoes. Joe Bell assures us that WQM will have a new midday show soon enough. Harvey Hears QM is waiting for someone's non-compete to expire. You should have your agent contact that station in Orlando. It will be a good place for you. The Parliament House can sponsor your show. If anybody should know about the Parliament House, it would be you, Jimmy. You fairy. Jimmy Syphilitic. The real firefighter says if first, if anyone currently employed by WQM is not under contract, is not actively looking for another job, is just plain stupid. QAM management treats people like pawns. They have no dignity or honor. Anyone who would take a job with this company must be hard up. Joe Bell and the management team at QM are a boil on the asset of society and should be lanced. Secondly, over the years, I've come to enjoy listening to George. In fact, this is no shot at you, Neil. I actually enjoy George's shows more than yours. However, I still do enjoy your show as well. George has developed into a compelling host, and even when he's discussing topics I don't like, he still manages to make it interesting. You're more compelling than I am. Oh. A few years ago, I was in a similar situation and was eventually laid off from my job. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. It was the foot in the ass I needed to get on with my life, and I started a new career, which I love. I'm one of the few people I know who actually enjoys going to work. I hope you can say the same thing one day. Neil, if QAM fires George today, show them George's true value. Call in sick tomorrow, says the real firefighter. Who I think is probably... Blaming. Ooh, get the hose. Ron from Miami says, Neil, it's clear that Yahoo's a QM don't want any Cubans, Jews, or Queens to work for them. If they can't stand this rotting, stinking, smelling, melting pot here in South Florida, they should leave the market. A lot of really wild people out there. They're, they're vile. I don't see anything new on my um, Hotmail. Is in a response, and of course, nobody has fired anybody yet. Nobody has actually right. said anything other, right. other than this morning when you came in, and this is what really started all this stuff on the air. Sure. Everybody in the building. Oh, and of course, my first email from the mole. Right. Right. Confirming. Wood on the street is that today yeah. is George's last day. Yeah. And then when you went to take a Joyce, people in the hallway were saying, oh, gee, uh, it's your last day we're here. Pretty much. Bob Lasseter says from the grave, George's best bet is to contact. James Crystal Radio, the light bulb 1400 can make a comeback. And Greg Budell needs a sidekick at Q96 in Alabama. Greg Budell this and Greg Budell that and ba 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 ba. Screw Greg Budell.
The hell with them. God only knows what kind of crap Jolly Joe Bell and Greg Budell have been cooking up together. They're birds of a feather. Are they? Losers. Ned says, come on, Neil, it won't be so bad with George being gone. Instead of Flea, maybe you could get baby Alien to take his place. He should be old enough by now. So are you going to stand up, and if George gets fired, you quit? No. That means today would be today's show would be the last one for the rest of your life. We don't want that to happen. Well, guess what? I'm not going anywhere, Ned. I'm here every day when I'm supposed to be, and even some days when I'm not. Like Monday's Victoria Day. Do you think I'm taking off Monday? No. No way, Jorge. I... Although it's a major uh, holiday here in Canada, Victoria Day, named after the Queen. Jay from Cooper City says, hello, Neil and George. If they do fire George, it's going to be very sad. He's the best host when you're away. When your contract is up, are you coming back on a different station? We, well, got to go. Love your show. When my contract is up, am I coming back on a different station? What does that mean? I'll be 100 years old by that time, if I survive these people. Remember you told me a long time ago, Joe Bell asked you, I think when you had your meeting about your contract, I'm sure it was. Yeah. He said, do you think Neil is going to survive five more years? I said, I don't know if he's going to survive five more minutes. Of you, Joe. That's what I meant. I think that's what kind of like turned them sour. Could be. Neil Blake says, this sucks about George. Oh, the Blue Oyster Cult guy. Right in that. Who's that? Do you know that guy? No. I don't either. The Blue Oyster Cult I guy. I wonder Blue if he's Oyster like Cult. the, what did I ever do to you guy? Maybe. And the quarter slot guy. All the guys with a handle, you know, all the guys who, like, uh, everybody well, knows them. We all like to have a handle. Handle this. Andre says, George is the man. Why would they even attempt to destroy your show? Know that George is your main man like Batman and Robin. If he's let go, then WTF will become your show. Who's next? Neil, watch it. This company is full of so much Schmidt. It's out in the hallway. George is the best producer. He's a great fill-in when you're gone. The numbers prove it, and I feel bad for such a good man. George, if you get canned, we're all going to miss you. F. Jolly Joe Hell. What I don't understand is what they wanted, why they want to dissolve your show starting with George, and yet you still have good ratings. It's like going backwards. What kind of mentality, yet good ratings, and they want to kill the show makes absolutely no sense. Sad and so bad, says Dre. And it says, fire Norma can't. Waste of time and money. Yeah, no more checks, Norma. No more cash. Chuck in Chicago, we haven't heard from him in a while. Remember how chronic right. he was for a while there? That's right. Till I chewed his ass out. So Jolly Joe doesn't want you to talk about the George thing on the air. Joe hasn't told you anything about intentions regarding George's future. Well, that's not correct. This all started with a call from him several weeks ago where he tried to give me a song to dance about. Well, think about it. You know, we've well, got to save the money and i got to save $2 million and yada, yada, you know. And my reply to him was, through Norma Kent, no effing way. So it says, what's his freaking problem? He doesn't want you to talk about something that he doesn't even have the balls to talk to you about? Hey, Joe, if you would have talked to Neil, maybe he wouldn't have to talk things on the air and get information via rumors. I don't want to talk to him, Chuck. George, I wish you the best. I hope Norma can make himself useful, actually earn a check, and save your behind. P.S. What does the intro to the Big O Show sound like on AM radio? It sounds like crap on the Internet. Can't imagine QM signal helping things. Luckily, it only takes a click of the mouse to stop the streaming once that intro starts. How do you like that? From our close personal buddy Chuck in Chicago. George, George, Jorge Rodriguez, big producer guy. He's uncircumcised. George, George, Jorge Rodriguez, cryptic son of a bitch. Don't give him no sh**. With the 
boss like Neil, he's got a great deal, free food and a brand new set of wheels. If you got the balls to give him a call, just remember that he won't take your crap. He's George, George, Jorge Rodriguez, clean as he can be. You won't find no cheese, don't give him no. QAM, what do you want? George, George, Jorge, Rodriguez, cryptic, son of a bitch. Hey, today, but... 1240, 1601 and 560 WQAM. Fleabite sends me an email. Fleabite. Okay. Says, George needs to contact Bubba. He'd be a great addition to the Bubba Sponge Show. Anyway, talk with you tomorrow, Neil. Flea. Ha, ha, ha. Wah, wah, Pathetic. Ah. Yeah, pathetic. Glenn says, I will not miss George. I will simply follow him to his next gig. The managerial treatment of him is typical South Florida. If anyone wants to do George a favor, how about getting him an on-air six-pack of Hotway beer? Hotway. What did I say? Hotway. The H That's is silent. Said. You know, it's Hotway. Pickish. All right. The H is what? silent. Poll time. Who really deserves to be fired at that station? May those upper management types take, take a load of X-lax and do a meltdown out of their clothes <laughs> or something. I can't read it. Can't read it, which is probably just as well. Our close personal buddy Mike Johnson says, if this, in fact, is farewell to George, then I've enjoyed hearing your partnership for almost 15 years. I remember graduating from high school and spending the summer getting acquainted listening to George and yourself. Off to college, the days were spent listening online via the AudioNet software to you, albeit 500-plus miles away. Uh, I feel like part of, the, part of me is dying with the news of George leaving, still not confirmed. In his honor, maybe you can play the George Rodriguez song, one of my favorites from the old Best of Neil CDs. George, good luck. I just played it. Is that the one he's talking about? I think so. Yeah. Just played it, Mike. There you go. No extra charge. Thanks, Mike. The Dow's down 158. Things are looking down. Down, down, down. Gotta, gotta go down and not up. Isn't that what they said on the morning show before? Uh, All the time. Sack destroyed the numbers. I mean, Jeff says, what's the problem with everyone these days? If it ain't broke, break it. WTF question mark. What the... Please take calls today. Have George screen them and let the listeners voice their discontent with the situation regarding George. No, right. I think the emailers are doing a fine job. And you know I can't screen calls anyway. That's right. George don't have the ability to screen calls in there anyhow. Schmuck. Please take calls today. No. At least give us a voice. You've got a voice with the emails just like the one I'm reading here that you wrote. George has more talent than anybody except you, Neil God. George Cannon should sue them if they're in breach of contract. You should lend him your lawyers. Oh, I wouldn't do that to him. <laughs> Thanks. Do something, Neil. Since they cut your pay, offer to pay George half his current salary and have him sit there and do the show regardless of his employment status at QAM. If George leaves, so will many of your listeners. I love you, Neil. I love you, George. Screw QAM. I'm out, says Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Good luck to us. Pay George's salary. Walk out. Screw yourself. Take a bunch of pills. Kill yourself. Well, there's an idea. What? Take kill. a bunch of pills? No, not yeah. to kill yourself, just for fun. No. Works for Rush. Jorge in Plantation says you have to take some of the blame for this since you hired that loser Norm Kent as your lawyer agent. George, thanks for the laughs and good times. Best of luck as you will be missed. P.S. I hope the Joe Bell gets hit by a Mack truck. The Joe Bell gets hit by a Mack truck. That, I don't know. There's something to that. I, I can't figure out. I'm under a lot of stress and a lot of duress. It's a nice dress, though. It's pink with polka dots. Excellent. Lace? Yeah. Chantilly. Nice. 410 votes on that horseball pool. Oh, Bubba update. Bob in Clearwater just wanted to give you a rare good news report from Tampa. Bubba the Love Sponge gave you props the other morning, giving you credit you deserve. Oh, boy. 
He normally is bashing most other radio voices, but he sucked up to you properly. It was refreshing. I'm tired of hearing about this, okay? I'm tired of hearing about Bubba licking my ass. God. Oh, Joe in Palmetto Bay says you guys have milked this enough. Like, again, another one of these guys, like, this is a setup deal. Right. Like, I would go through this kind of stress over a stupid-ass setup deal. John in Lake Worth sends me some article here. With all due respect, John, sorry. Sorry, mister. I don't. I just don't have the energy to, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I feel drained like an old sponge. A little bit. Joe in Palmetto Bay says, enough already. You guys have milked this enough. I've been listening for weeks about this. I've noticed that you read with relish all the negative letters, emails about George, and poor George just has to sit there while you stick the knife in him, all while you pretend to be supportive. Right. I only read the negative ones. I read them all. That's what I thought. Find a way to keep the guy's job or move on, but do the right thing and get an interesting, provocative show going. Don't be so lazy with the content that you use this issue day in and day out. Just for the record, when you're not on the show, I do not listen to George. That's the point, is it not? It's the Neil Rogers show. Perhaps you should be on it more often. Well, what a caustic bastard, huh? I'll say. The show must go on. Yeah, it must go on with or without your caustic email, Joe, in Palmetto Bay. <laughs> Boy, he, and he don't listen when you're on. But but he mm. accuses me of only reading the negative. I just read his, whatever the hell he said. Yeah. He's all over the place. All over the AOR, all over the road. Steve says, unfortunately for George, the silence from Jolly Joe is deafening. All it would take to dispel the rumors for Joe to stick his fat head around the door and say, don't worry, George, everything okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen yeah, any right. second. He'll come in and shake your gland again. Sure. You still here? <laughs> As he isn't doing this, then two and two would seem to make four. As a commercial decision, this is suicidal. As a personal decision, it's the work of a bastard. Bastard from a basket. Good luck, George, says Steve. Thanks, Steve. Good luck, George. Bastard from a basket! Right. Baron Fitz says, I'm having a hard time understanding how this is happening to George. Your contract says you get to choose your producer. I'm no legal expert, but that seems black and white. Where is the loophole in that? How is that not breach your contract? This sucks. It says the producer will be George or a producer of mutual consent. I do not consent to flee. I trust him as far as I could throw uh, Harry Elefante. I don't trust him. And I'd be more than happy to tell him that right to his ear, right to his face, since you tell me he listens every minute of every day. I don't trust you, Flea. You're the mole. And the fact that he struck up this great friendship with you, and of course I'll be next. First George, then Neil, and then, of course, it'll be Sid Decatur, some other sports nerd on here in midday. That's what they're looking for. I think so. Find a way to get me to take a walk. As opposed to, like, saying, hey, how about if we paid Neil 50 cents on the dollar for the next four and a half years? You think he'll uh, opt out for that? That's what they ought to be talking about, a buyout. Because they're deballing the show to to the point where there's going to be so little left. What'll be the point? But I'll keep taking the checks. Adolf Schiffelgruber says, Neil, Norm Kant has clearly opened the door for Joe Bell and his clan to jettison George. Norm is a slacker and a non-hacker, as shiftless as they come. Maybe Georgia Beasley can save the day. Oh, yeah. She's really very effectual for us. She loves the show and all of this, but she's, uh, you know. Only real brinkmanship will make QM back down. I hope this disgraceful act does not transpire. If it does, George's survivor will land on his feet. Best wishes, Georgia Neil. Dolph. Dolph. Adolf. Thanks. Dolph. We love your meat tenderizer, Adolph. Not. Hated that the real Holocaust. Adam Kirshner says, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Bell is paying off Norma. This is really sick. Yeah, it's sick, all right. 
Sick is correct, Adam. Maybe Adam can help you out. No, thanks. Get your job at this come Sentinel. They're adding a lot of payroll. Not. No, thanks. Oh, this is cute. From Mortar Forker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today is the darkest day in the history of the Neil Rogers show. And the second darkest day in the history of South Florida Radio, ranking only behind Moe's first day on the year. Doi, 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 doi. I find it hard to believe that there won't be any more shows when you're out. No more Suds Coleman on Fridays when you're out. No more fapping to Lucy Lopez's voice. No more hysterical drug talk, and I'm not even a druggie. George was the everyman, the link between the audience and Dee Dee known as Neil Rogers. It's all gone now. It's all gone. I hate Joe Bell more than anyone else on the planet except Mo. Good luck, George. I'm sure you'll wind up just fine. And thanks again for recommending The Beast many times. A great movie that this was, and I never would have checked it out with you recommending it on the air all those many years ago. The Beast? Yeah, you would have liked it. It has uh, our friend Rocky uh, Stephen Bauer. It's a Rhea? Yeah. Stevie Play, Playing an Afghani, no less, and doing a good job of it. Really? Yep. Good movie. An Afghan hound? Or a brownie Something hound? Something like that, yeah. A Mujahideen. I'm sorry, brownie hound. I don't want to start in on Jimmy Syphilis again. You fairy! Fred Souter, our close personal friend up in Gainesville, says, like my former co-worker Kenny Gramer said the other day, there's not much you can say about the Bush League way the QM is treating George. Joe Bell is obviously the George W. Bush of radio. That's right. He loved uh, our ex-president. First, the streaming service that QM switched to a few weeks ago makes it impossible for most government workers like me to listen to your show live any longer since it's blocked by most government servers. I'm home with my two-month-old daughter in the mornings, however, so I can listen to the first half of your show. My hat's off to anyone who's lasted this long in commercial radio. Rather than hang around and work for a bunch of ass clowns who'd rather, work, uh, rather me work for free, I decided to cut to the chase and volunteer for a community radio station instead. If you want to see how radio executives are hurt, have hurt their own industry on a daily basis, the former owner of Inside Radio started his own blog um, to uh, cut radio a daily ass at insidemusicmedia.blogspot.com. Last week, George was talking about our former IOD cohort, Mike Bohan, the blind board op. Yes. He's something made, made Mike an integral part of his dream radio station. He said he'd... I, I said, yeah, he's part of my dream radio station. I'd have to agree, plus I'd surely put George in charge of operations and production at such a facility. Well, management there doesn't realize is that George knows where the bodies released most of the classic bits are buried. They're obviously trying to get rid of George before the studio site move, but they're clearly cutting their nose to spite their face. As said before, QM wants nothing to do with anything that gets numbers. It'd be nice if Norm Kent had the testicular fortitude to do something for George, but I guess he's too busy with TWN if he's still involved with that paper anymore. File a breach of contract suit with BBGI immediately, damn it. Either way, George will be sorely missed if they do make the decision. They seem hell-bent on making. I'll keep in touch, George. Maybe we can have a round at the Billabong if I ever make it back to South Florida, which is getting harder and harder for me to find an excuse to do these days. Billabong's closed. The what? The Billabong is closed. It's closed? It's closed, yeah. uh, Fred. Meet you at the PRL Euro Cafe in Hollywood. To paraphrase Hunter Thompson, WQM seems content to march to its own demise on a road of bones. Via con Dios, says Fred. Thanks, Fred. <coughs> Thanks a lot, Fred, and good luck to us all. When I'm up in Boca Tica slapping old women with painted lips around the pool, I listen to the Neil Rogers one to two hours. I mean, I listen to the Neil Rogers fair and balanced one to two hours.
I am O'Hara with the David, decrepit and I'm ancient. All over my old face are blue with reddish purple veins. I don't know why they hate me or why they always rate me. It must be 'cause I got these blue and reddish purple veins. A vein pop on my arm like a Rand McNally map of Lockerwood. I got veins on my nose, nobody knows that under my clothes I wear pantyhose. But that don't mean that I'm gay. If you think my arms are bad, you ought to see my legs. I might as well keep 'em smooth and shaved to show a little class the next time I'm raping her. I could go to a surgeon, but that gives me the shivers. I would not want to walk out looking like Joan Rivers. But where am I here? I fired the beast, the fat little freak. I did him a favor. Now he can't afford to eat. The reason I dismissed that stinking fat bastard is because he wouldn't shut up and he can't play canasta. Hey, somebody talking over there? Nobody talks when I rap. I rap, then you talk. Hey, look at me. I'm hip, hip. I ain't no square. I'm a ding dong daddy man. I'm really dead. I fire anyone I want. I don't care, especially if they make me flip my wig made of smelly green hair. I got fired myself. It even happens to the greats. Westwood once said, "You get out of here, or else we break your legs." So now I sit by the pool. Life's as good as it gets. With my paladin cocktail, placing bets on the jets in paradise. Paradise. I don't kiss nobody's ass in paradise. Do 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 do. I'll be slipping down the spookins when I get the chance, but the cleaners aren't ready with my lime green pants. How long does it take? Kelly, call a complaint. It was just a little thought, so what? I left this day. Oh, you think that's funny? Want a knuckle sandwich, buddy? I can do what I want, 'cause the management loves me. Can I tell you something, Mo? Something you oughta know. For the longest time, I wanted you to be my own. You ain't my type, pal. Now I'm straight. Tell no. What are you doing? I won't take no for an answer. Get out of here! Not you! Get out of here! Get out of here! Get out of here! One o two at five sixty. That was George on the comb. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee a flea ain't gonna be able to do a comb over like that. You're a good close personal buddy. Oh, you don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard him uh, play the comb and paper. No. Well, maybe you can give it a shot. Maybe tomorrow morning we'll have it on the ear. I hope not. So, what do you think is going to happen at two o'clock? I don't know. In, in the history of my life, I have never seen anything done so poorly, so ineptly, so cowardly, so awkwardly, so tragically. I think what they're trying to do is is to wait to see,、um, you know, just just how far we're going to push it. Yeah, I'm pushing it. All right, and I'm sure as hell not going to get up and walk out. I'm, I'm positive that I'm the target, not you. Positive. There is no doubt in my mind. I mean, you think? I mean, who's making more money, you or me? <laughs> Who, whose salary is going to make a、yeah. bigger impact, regardless of that book that we just had? You know, because、right. you know what Joe said to the Hank. It's not、yeah. about numbers,、yeah. Hank. It's not about ratings. They、even、don't those, give a crap about ratings, which is good because most of the day they don't have any. They've even got one hour that starts with a oh yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if Sid the Yid has been over there、uh, buzzing in、uh, Joe Bell's ear. Wouldn't surprise me if anything. Tim says, "I hate to agree, but you need to take action here, Neil. Your pseudo crypto fake artificial lawyer couldn't even sue, sue a boy named Sue. He's a joke, but the joke is on you. Sadly, I'm sorry to say that it's your sole responsibility to deal with this. If you let it happen, Jolly Joker is at fault naturally, but it's still your responsibility. Oh yeah, it's my fault. Sorry, it's the truth. I hope you're working on something that you're not discussing on the ear. There's still time to make sure this tragedy doesn't happen. Good luck and kick butt," says Tim. And what would that be, Tim? What is it that I'm working on? Besides making sure holding them to the letter of the contract, what、well, what else is there that I can do? I don't know. I'm gonna walk out. I'm gonna go pee in Joe's head if I.、Uh, you people are crazy. 
You think that George would want me to expect me to get up and walk out if they can't his ass? No, of course not. Have to be a crazy person to do that. Here's one that says, flee as a lying whore. Don't trust that bitch with a phone number. Don't trust that bitch. Makes me twitch and kind of itch when I hear about that bitch. Chris says, if this will be George's last day, please play some bits with him involved as a character or participating like old Neil and Poiple Veins where George plays a comb or something. I just played it. Yeah, also co-wrote it. So sorry to hear all the stress that's unnecessary. I know George will land on his feet. He's amazingly loyal and a competent employee. Yes, he is. And that's what he's going to get punished for. His loyalty to me. That put him on the Schmidt list the day he came in the sure. building. Before, yeah, day one. Jackie says, Neil God, so tell me, what good is a contract if management doesn't have to follow it? Isn't that a breach of contract? Tell me you're going to go after them for not following the contract. Okay, Jackie, I'm going to go after them. Tell me this, tell me that, do this, do that. George, I wish you well. You'll survive this. And I guess the question is, after everything you and Neil have been through with this station, and you see how they do treat employees, do you really want to work there? There's no job security there. You can do better. I've enjoyed you both for many years. You'll be missed. I'm sure we'll hear you on here at a station that will appreciate you. And to the management, you are heartless bastards. Good luck, George. We love you, says Jackie. Thanks, Jackie. Tell me you're going to do this and tell me you're going to do that and tell me you're going to, like, impale yourself on a sharp object and take a bunch of blood pressure pills and go into a coma and die? No. Gordo says, tell George, don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you. George, just kidding, we'll miss you even though you suck on the ear. How do you like that mm. for a backhanded slap in the ass? Johnny Dork says, I'm sorry to hear about George. Since he's leaving, I'd be willing to sit in on the show for 300 bucks a show. Tell Joe I'm willing to come in to help during the summer. I know Greg Vidal's interested as well. Johnny Dork, over my dead body, you and Greg Budell, a match made in purgatory, man. couple of real radio losers, radio drifters. Barry McCockner says, missed the beginning of the show. Have they announced his canning? No, it's just that everybody in the building seems to know about it. If so, Joe Bell is a huge douche nozzle, says Barry McCockner. You're a huge douche nozzle, Joe. But don't discuss this on the air. Oh, well, tell me about it. I think, Norma, I think too much bad weed, man, affects your mind. No question. As I emailed you uh, over the weekend on Saturday, he didn't email me anything about discussing anything on the air or not. But it's like... <laughs> Paul says, listening to you both uh, for years now, I've laughed and informed and entertained more than I could have hoped for. However, this is very real, and I can feel the tension coming out over the airwaves. Two days ago at my company, we received notice of upcoming involuntary separations, layoffs to us working people. This waiting for me and what they're doing to George is almost unbearable. Your show has suffered the wrath of Joyce due to it all starting with Janet Jackson's malfunction. When many stations have loosened up and people have negotiated more wiggle room to speak freely, WQM has tied your hands even more. As long as you are there, I'm here. But when you go, I move down the dial to Dr. Laura. Oh, God. Anywhere but a Beasley station. George, best wishes. Hope to hear from you soon. Neil, if they buy you out or not, how soon can you start elsewhere? Yeah, maybe I should consider all those big offers that are coming in, you know, from Greg Budell and... Right. Take your time with Mr. Them. Radio, all those people. And who's the one with the Orlando deal? Which? Oh, the uh, Phantom Informer, right. Yeah. All the fakers all the time. Here's the real Ron. No funny name, it says. The real Ron. It sucks that you have no control over your own show. It seems that a show that's had the same producer for 18 years, has been one of the most successful shows in the market for that period, should continue without forced changes. You should really get a real agent slash attorney. As near I can tell, you don't have a loving relationship with him, so why keep him? 
Norma? Oh, my God. How can he negotiate a contract that includes a pay cut with no control? Should be able to get some... This is a new contract. Ron. Should be able to get some leverage along with agreeing with the cut. Makes no damn sense. Might want to get a second opinion about the language in your contract from a more real attorney. Good luck, George. Maybe you can hook up with another station that allows fart sounds and acts sort of normal. Neely, you were referring to Mad Dog Show. I emailed you before that he has no material except football. He may be a fine fellow, but he isn't a pro like Hank who came up with the show every day no matter what sports season it was. Heard him yesterday. There were three people on the show. Maybe have to cut George's nuts so we can have another person. What, is it, what does that mean? Do you understand I, 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 that? No, I don't know. Well, they did cut your nuts. Didn't help, though. Don't cut! David says, sorry to hear about George. Can honestly say I started listening to the show because of George. I started listening in the summer when he did the show by himself. I'm sorry to hear that he's leaving and most likely will not be listening to the show once he's gone. How do you like that for a shot at me, huh? Most will likely will not be listening once you're gone. Boy. Maybe the Flea's got his own fan club. You think he's going to bring a, bring a bunch of fans to the show, the, the Flea Meister? I don't know. He's on standby for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he's on deck. He's on deck. Dreck. Yeah, you know, like in baseball. Rob says, I hate Joe Bell with a passion. I wish the Lord would have taken him out long ago. F that jerk. Please, George, do something to Joe Bell before you leave. Let it be violent. Take a fist to his no. face. Take a fist to his balls. Just fist the bastard. That ain't me. I beg your pardon? That ain't me. No, that's not George. Did I miss a spot here somewhere? No, I did not. Not that I saw. What? Not that I saw. Well, you better keep your eye on it, okay, of mister? Of course. Because you're still on, you're still on the time oh, clock. Fixed a spot problem earlier. Clock is still ticking, and taking a licking. Well, at least my my stomach pain subsided, and I don't have to joist profusely like I thought I was gonna. Hmm. There's one of us. One of what? One of us has uh, no more stomach pains. Well, I'm sure you do. Neil and George tell management they blow and leave now. Be a man. Please go to lunch. What's your take on American Idol tonight? I don't care. Oh, this stoke broker, Rick, you're an idiot. Oh. You're a moron. My take on American Idol. The whole world is crumbling around us, and this jackball wants to know about American Idol. Dear Neil, I'm one of your oldest listeners. If George leaves, we will have to turn the station off. Why is WQM doing this? Are they crazy? Hope you'll end up on satellite in the short term. I'm sure we'll hear both of you soon, says Al. Yeah, Al. Alan Weston says, yeah. We'll be on satellite with Greg Budell. These people talk out of their ass. They talk fantasy uh -huh. garbage. Oh, they're interested in you in Orlando. They're just call this one and call that one and call uh, you know call for Philip Morris. That was down almost 200 points. Boy, it's a really schmitty day, I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, an avid listener to your station. I'm so disappointed. Can't you get that slot off at 8 o'clock at night? I have nothing else to listen to at night. Please uh, get her off. We, nobody enjoys her. Thank you. And now live from Rigel Seven, it's the Neil Rogers Show. I like to ease up this song for bit writing. Plenty of time like the American Pie thing. Melody guide so I don't sing off key. This is my favorite karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> 
I love the way that bit ended. Mm. The bits haven't been the same since uh, Boca Brian died. I know. Yeah, I heard that was some party Greg Reed threw. Yes. Good thing I didn't go. Lots of dancing. Mm. Of course, it's not easy flying back there from Rigel 7. I know. Thank God. Oh, God. I'm here. <laughs> It's all over for you poor schleps stuck on earth, yes. President Noel. Well, if you're lucky, that crackhead is the last bush to rig an election. Mm. Who's on this line? WQAM. Mr. Rogers. Speaking. I was in the public Galactica today, sir. And let me tell you, the clip-out coupons in Thursday's paper are deceiving. I discovered to my shock you know, that this is George. the checkout counter yes, at Redstone's mm. was not two mm. for 99 cents. On the contrary, Got them off. it was two break stones for 99 cents oh. each. Now, oh. I don't know about you. That's right. They tried to peddle me two break stones for the price of two break stones cottage cheese when the coupon clearly stated that... Well, use the cottage cheese that's grown in your toenails. Now, who's this on uh, line seven and nine? Klingon penal colony, hello? Never got into that. Retired. Okay, on that note... You know, I gotta renegotiate my contract. How about a one-minute show, huh? Oh! You can fill the other three minutes. That's right. Sporto Concubine is next. George? Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> 118 at 560 WQAM. Peggy is uh, delusional. Peggy says the online streamer of both your site and WQM site is not working. Wrong. Wrong, Peggy. <laughs> If if the show isn't streaming, then how come she's the only one that's uh, belly aching about right, it? We're getting be. emails from all these other people. What? Right. We'd be getting a lot. We'd be getting several people saying, what's going on with the streaming? Sorry, Peggy, but operator error, I think. you got a problem. you got Suris, Peggy. Of course, she can't hear me saying it anyway because the streaming's not working. What? Exactly. Larry says, I usually tune in about 1030 every day, and yesterday I thought George took a pay cut and the deal was sealed. When did we say you were taking a pay cut? I don't remember that. You're dreaming, Larry. Today I tune in and all hell is breaking loose. I thought he was always part of the deal when you signed on to WQM. He was and he is. I know that you're loyal to the people who work for you just like Howard Sperm is to his peeps. Or maybe this is Sweeps Week live on TV and we all wake up and it was a dream. Oh, yeah. Always with you, Larry. Well, thanks, Larry, but it ain't no uh, dream. Yeah, it ain't no sweep. We find out this morning through the grapevine that everybody else in the building knows that this is George's last day, supposedly. Only nobody's telling him. And if it is, thanks for the memories. Thanks for everything. Welcome. Whatever you need from me, other than money, you got it. Other I, than money. I ain't going to ask any. Zisco says, won't take much of your time. QM is not a ship sinking. It's a ship that has sunk. And you and George are stuck in a tiny pocket of air that's slowly closing. Get out while you can. Grab George by the belt. He's a strong swimmer. Go somewhere else already. Please love you guys, says Z. Yeah, that's easy. Just send emails, and all of a sudden we'll pop up and make billions of dollars. Yeah. These people are in denial. They don't understand the nature of the business, the nature of the economy, the nature of everything that's going down. Marloy says, Neil, is this a joke about George? No, it is not. Go to our website. Read Tommy Jicka's column from the Sun Sentinel two days ago, Questions and Answers. Oh, Joe, I already read this one from Joe Howard. Oh, here's one from the fake Joe Bell. We'll do everything to hurt you, as someone once said. George's firing is just part of it again. This is the business we've chosen, Joe B. Yeah, choose this, Joe B. 
Joe be a real bastard, is what he be. Came in there and shook your hand. Oh, congrats on the great book. Ba ba ba. You still here? I'm surprised he didn't say that during the same conversation. Ishma says you could end this right now, R I T E, by hiring George. It will only cost you about five to seven percent of your yearly salary. This would be the best stress-free investment you could make. Also, just tell Jolly Joe to write you a check and you will leave. Oh yeah, please. Trust me, he has a contract lawyer studying your contract for any loophole to fire you. I'm sure of that. There is no such thing as a guaranteed contract, especially one drawn up by Norma, who is a civil lawyer, says Ishma, Ishma Ahmed, who's kin to Kushmir Tochas. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're studying all the loopholes. Yeah. Maybe Joe has even eaten Fruit Loops, you think? Fruit Loopholes. Fat Man After Dark says, you can be as hostile as you want, and while 95% of the blame falls at the feet of Joe Bell and WQM, the listeners have a point that you've kept Norma Kent on your payroll for years while continuing to bitch and moan about all of his screw-ups, and now you've allowed him to screw a hard-working, loyal person in George. I, I sense this could have been avoided if it weren't for the world's oldest teenage girl who gets defensive when challenged and refuses to do what needs to be done. I honestly don't know if I'll listen to if George is gone for the simple reason I can't support someone who could have done a lot more to make this situation better. Oh, I see. There we go again. Turn it on me. Have, have fun with it. Go right ahead. It's all your fault, Neil. If you didn't have Norma, Pompey Jenko, look what we got. Here's one that says, I just turned the radio on. This was 1031 a.m. And haven't heard George. Did he finally get fired? He hasn't heard you, George. Here I am. There he is. I'm still here. I like George as the producer, but hate, hate, hate him on the ear. Hate, hate, hate. Not just one hate, three hates. I see. That's true. They love you as a producer, but hate you on the ear. Mm. But, of course, Joe, uh, he wants Flea on the ear. He likes Flea a lot better on the ear. I've heard this. I don't trust him. I'll, I'll tell him that if he's there tomorrow morning. I will tell him that. If he's there, God forbid. I don't. You blame me? Uh, well, no. don't answer. You can't be objective because you're his close personal buddy. Right. But that was down 188. Regis says, I missed the whole deal about George's departure, though now it sounds like he's not leaving. This was yesterday. Hmm. I only got a small window to listen to you each day while driving to lunch, so I've only heard bits and pieces of the effort by someone at the station to dump George. Oops, am I allowed to say dump or will Joyce send the fart police after me? That's right. In any event, it's obvious to anyone with half a brain that George is the glue to your show, and being the glue has much to do with his success. You're the talent, George is the glue, but apparently the station has elements that are either blind to this, too stupid to realize it, or have a subliminal desire to kill what is the best talk show on the air. Slowly, powers and management have chosen to incrementally erode your ability to keep a robust listening base. Wow. What verbiage, huh? Eliminating the sound effects, which were always good for a laugh, then killing the more risque bits, many of which were genius, and now an effort to dispatch with George all seem to be what we call in my business quality creep. That is, one reduction in quality alone doesn't make something so much less palatable that it won't be bought, but a combination of quality reductions, each done sequentially, evaluated only on their individual impact, will ultimately be the product and possibly the business with it. Are you listening, J.B., Joe Bell? Please play Barney Takes a Dump. Right, it says. Right. Right. Charles in Pinecrest says, I've been in the corporate world for 35 years, never seen a situation play out like this. What other company would let this innuendo about George's job continue for this long? How do you torture someone by letting them work while they know their George is up without communicating with them? You've said a lot of negative things about your bosses in the past, but you don't need to say anything more about Jolly Joe. I've learned all I need to know from just watching this situation play out. You've forgotten more about radio than any of these clowns know, and they don't even have the decency to talk to you about this. 
I don't always love what George is talking about, but I have the utmost respect for his loyalty to you and his undertaking of trying to fill in for you. I'm so upset right now, I feel like marching over there and taking a big Joyce on Jolly Joe's car. I'm sure this wouldn't happen, but I think it's up to the dedicated listeners of the show to protest this move in some way. I'm sure it'll have no effect on that ass clown, but we're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore, says Charles and Pinecrest. How do you like that? Thanks, Chuck. Thanks a lot. Keep your chin up, Chuck. Whoops. Brandon says, the bad news already came in threes because first they took Chris away from you, then reduced your pay, and now George. Now, I think the first they cut my pay in half, then they right. took away Fat Chris, and now George. They're just deballing the show. They're just slicing and dicing, like I said the other day. Slicing and dicing. Let's see if there's anything new here in my hotmail, do you think? No. Well, how do you know? There might be a, uh, some good I'm news. Just guessing. What? Just guessing. It's not coming up. It's not opening my hotmail. Oh, boy. That means there might be something on it, do you think? Uh, no. Inbox. Nope. The last one, the private email from Norma Kant. 458 votes on the poll, and Russia's kicking ass. He's got 272 votes. Michael Savage, number two, with 100. Oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. This is the most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Gelsy, Gelsy, talking on a sports show, trying to be macho. Your voice sounds just like a seven-year-old girl, a little sports whole shill. What else are you there for? Gelby, Gelby, talking like a baby who needs a little training. Why can't you understand? You don't sound like a man. Remove the rubber bands. That joke, your scrotum. Gelby, Gelby, Gelby. Your lucky management don't care, cause Gildy, you don't belong there on the air. And Gildy, the sports can't wait till your voice cracks, cause anyone who sounds like that should find another job. And they should only take you back when both your BBs drop. Oh, Gildy. When you're gonna grow up, you make us wanna throw up. You silly squeaky boo, go to broadcasting school. Your prepubescent voice makes you sound like a pussy. You're a Thirty-two. I just got a message from Garcia from South Florida. My bonus check did not arrive in the mail again today, even though it's like 12 days after the uh, numbers came out. I see. Bonus check is late. Now, who do we complain to about that? Uh, I don't know. Your lawyer. Oh, yeah, my lawyer, my erstwhile attorney, who's working feverishly to try to save your ass, evidently. Wes says, this better be one of those semi-annual bubble-like spoofs designed to bring on tears and jeers from the faithful. We I don't do not, spoofs. No, never have. No. I keep explaining that to people. Never we have never, never have. Will. Why would you All you clowns that? out there who think that we do shtick on this show, we don't. Shtick it. If QM takes George off Neil's show, they must be giving him a show of his own. It would be the right thing. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this guy's a maniac. <laughs> when was the last time QM did the right thing? 
Hang in there, George. This is an evil mind game designed to get you to quit without severance benefits. Oh. Wow. Now, George plans on being here tomorrow morning. Right. And I have no concrete word to the contrary, although Flea did admit that he's on standby, whatever that means. Harry says, oh, this is Harry in the Sunny Isles Beach. Remember, Harry? Yes. Can't believe George is leaving under these circumstances. I don't like it when they, I didn't like it when they can't Eddie K at night and the Humper. This is intolerable. I'll have to one program WQM on my car radio. I'm sure they won't miss me since I never received one of the books. My turning off QM will have no effect on them. Neil, if you can save him, I'll continue to listen. If not, I will have to go and protest, although no offense. No, no offense. Uh, George, can you email me back another email address so I can keep in touch and find out where your next show will be? If George gets a gig, I'll be the first one to tell you about it. Right. And I'll be answering the emails on this, uh, you know. I beg your pardon? I'll be continuing to answer the George at NeilRogers.com email. Right. I've listened to the two of you almost every day for years. I remember when teen daughter wasn't even a teenager. Now she's outgrown her teen years. Good luck, Harry in the Sunny Isles Beach. Thanks, Harry. Good luck to you. Oh, Paula says, wanted to send my best wishes, hoping George would get a reprieve, but I guess not. I don't know. We don't know until yeah. 2 o'clock. I don't know. George will have to send me a text message at like 2.01. Let me know if he gets out of the building alive. Right. George, thanks a lot for laughs over the years. I can't tell you how many times I wanted to reach through the radio and choke you with some of the things you said. I especially dis, uh, liked listening to you talk about the Bible and that dinosaur screech. Things are tough all over. I survived two layoffs. I'll be taking two weeks of unpaid days off this summer. If possible, could I hear that dinosaur screech one more time? It's Godzilla. Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't got that. No, I do. Oh. That's what I'm talking about, my wife. One of your few female listeners, Paula. Well, thanks, Paula. Thank you, Paula. Fleabite says, you think it'll really go down? What will happen at two? How will they do it? Joe walks in, does it in person. Norma receives or calls an email or email. Receives a call or email. Person from Human Resources calls George to their office. We don't have any Human Resources. No. Are you crazy? And I don't have my bonus check. We have George leaves resources. and goes home. The failure to send the bonus check might be an additional part of trying to piss me off, although they paid the paycheck three days early. So that doesn't make much sense, does it? No. Hey, Clarence, where's my bonus check, you bonehead? Well, that's right. They're all over in the other building now, so. Maybe that's where it is. Yeah, that's probably where it is, sitting around. Remember how many times we've had that? Chuck, your good friend from High Life Cafe, says, what a crock. I can't believe they're trying to get rid of you, George. What a joke. When we first did the Neil deal, of course, it was because we love Neil and the show. However, as much as we like Neil, we continue to do the deals because of you, as you've actually eaten here and are at the studio on the days of the events. You've generated so much business for High Life Cafe from your wonderful and sincere mentions of our business. When your listeners come here, 9 out of 10 that say they heard us from George on the Neil Rogers Show. You are truly a class act. You and your lovely wife are always welcome to eat at High Life gratis, as there's no remuneration that could compensate for the wonderful word of mouth you've generated for our business. How do you like that? Thanks, Chuck. Thanks for all you've done for us. We look forward to seeing you here at High Life Cafe very soon. Best always, Chuck, High Life Cafe. What a guy. Keep trying well, to talk you, you into going there. There you go. You got some there. free meals. I keep trying and to talk you into going there. Probably over to Wayne's and uh, see uh, Jeff Cohen too. Ponytail. I keep trying to talk you into going there. Yeah. High Life Cafe. Where well, even next time I'm down yeah. there, I'll do it. Make it a point. Even the air tastes good. Tim in Miami says the loss of George from your show saddens me. I wish you luck in rectifying the situation via court action. Otherwise, I hope to find the George Rodriguez show soon in the market. In closing, Zygazunt. Zygazunt, George. All the Thanks. best. Thank you. From all of us. Mercy buckets. Kent says, I'm real sorry about the situation, but please talk about something else. Such as? Th this reminds me of the old days with the callers. Oh, right. we're so tired of hearing what you're talking about. And I would say, well, what else what do you, you want to yeah, hear about? Oh, anything else. Anything other than what you're talking about. 
please talk about something else. Up yours, Kent. Here's one that says, while looking at the QM website, I realized that under the Contact Us tab, the phone number and email addresses of Joe Bell, Clarence Darrow, Lee Feldman are there. I know you'd never advocate us calling them, but can we call them? Like, you have to ask my permission? Do whatever you want. Can we call them? I mean, is that Go weak ahead. or what? Is that, is that weak? Yeah. Weak. Good God. Robin says, had the pleasure of meeting George and his lovely older daughter at Roller Derby Girl Match. I've been honestly dismayed. What is that? That speed... Oh, that thing popped up on my screen again. Oh, damn it. That speed up my PC thing, that blue... Yeah, and, uh, oh, up. I hate that thing. But I just made it go away. Good. Go away! Anyway, what did this say? Robin. Oh. I've been honestly dismayed with what is happening. However, you are both gentlemen and everything will come out fine. I will miss him greatly if, it, if this happens. No, we're not gentlemen, either one of us. Did you ever, I ever claim to be a gentleman? No, but I am. No. Tony says, I've been listening to you and George for years now. I'm sorry to say if he goes, I'll go as well. I will not listen to that Schmidt of a station for another second. The final nail in the coffin for South Florida's talk radio. And just one more of the many for South Florida in general. Joe Bell can die of an effing heart attack. I'd be happy to Schmidt on his grave afterward. Thanks for all the great years, Neil, and to you too, George, says Tony. Thanks, How do you Tony. like that? He's going to go do a squat. Wow. Squats not to like. Brian in Orlando says, we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. How do you like that? That should solve it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait till you see this one from the fake Wayne Heisinger. Let me open that right now. It says, shtick. Stop trying to fool everyone. This is all a bunch of shtick. Everyone knows the characters, Neil and George. Our voice is done by Phil Henry, right? That's right. Oh, God. Are you sure? Are we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, Chuck from Boca says, George, if this happens today, which I hope it does not, I just want to let you know I've been listening to you both for many years, and it's been great. Immature people don't like to see others have fun and be better than them. You both have been better than many, and it's been a lot of fun, says Chuck from Boca. Well, thanks, Chuck. Thank you. Jimmy Dworsky says, how about this for a half-price deal tomorrow? That, well, we don't have one. George takes a 50% pay cut to stay on the show. In all seriousness, if it really is his last day, I'm sad to see him go, and the show won't be the same without him. I think he's great as a producer and on air. I won't presume to tell you how to handle the situation, but at least take comfort in the knowledge that everyone recognizes this whole thing is a big, steamy pile of bullshit. I humbly request you play the Ricky Roma rant directed at Joe Bell and dedicated to George. Where did you learn your trade? Whoever told you you could work with men. Thanks for everything, George, says Jimmy Dworsky. Thank you. Your close personal buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Larry King, My Remarkable Journey, the New York Times bestseller. Uh, I'll pass on that. El Paso. <laughs> Here's one that says, text me at 2, also George, keep me updated. Yeah, I'm going to start texting people at 2 o'clock. Jeff and Davey says, you're my favorite gay, Neil, and I hate George and Flea. A couple of silly ass clowns that should have their own show on that queer station they have on Sirius XM. 560 only has room for one flaming smoker, and that's you, Uncle Neil. Get rid of George and Flea as soon as possible, says Jeff and Davey. Okay. No bonus check today. Long past due. They don't care enough to send their very best. And remember Jolly Joe Bell saying, oh, I can't wait to sign your bonus check, Neil. <laughs> as if he signs the paychecks. Brian in Orlando says, we're mad as hell, not going to take this anymore. Please find a way to get away from WQM. I live in Orlando, listen to real radio, mostly the Phillips file in the afternoon. 
They have a great signal that covers coast to coast, Daytona to Tampa. The signal goes ba- uh, south of Port St. Lucie, north of St. Augustine. I emailed the PD of the station and got a reply back from Catherine Brown saying, they are fans of yours and they're considering you for middays. Oh, there we go with that again. If she replies back to me and nobody listens to her, why won't they reply to you? I find this hard to believe. Do something, says Brian Orlando. What am I going to do? Go ahead. Yeah, something. Do something? Yeah. I'm going to do something at 2 o'clock. I'm going to get up out of here. I'm going to soak my head. I feel like I've got a gigantic boil on my neck where my head used to be. This station stands for nothing. Do you have to take your daughters to see the new Jonas Brothers movie? Oh, my God, the Jonas Brothers! You need the Jonas Brothers movie survival kit. Each survival kit comes with a sleep mask so you don't have to watch, earplugs so you don't have to hear, and a cyanide capsule just in case the mask and plugs don't work. Oh, my God, the Jonas Brothers! The Jonas Brothers movie survival kit. You can make it. The film is only 76 minutes long. Give me those earplugs. Oh, my God, the Jonas Brothers. And the cyanide. Oh, my God, the Jonas Brothers. The Jonas Brothers 3D Concert Experience Survival Kit. It's too late for me. Save yourselves. 14 till 2 at 560 WQM. This could be your last quarter-hour segment on the show ever. I know. Better make it good. I sure hope not. What? Better make it good. Come on. Come on what? Make me laugh. (laughs) It worked. Didn't work? No, it did. I, 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 oh, okay. You yeah. chortle? I chortled. Chortle a little bit? Yeah, I guffawed. Oh. <laughs> anyway, the fake Doug says, Neil, we're crying over here. George, maybe Fat Paul and Long Ron will hire you. You're better than Toast. Why can't Norma file an injunction and freeze all proceedings? Good luck, George, says the fake Doug. Even the fakers are uh, coming to your side, coming yeah. to your aid. Fershke, remember old Fershke? Sure. Says, just in case it's George's last day, I wanted to say to him and his roller skating stories, they'll be missed. Did he ever start his ripstick gang in Hollywood? Yeah, we just don't have our shirts yet. You don't have a what? Our t-shirts yet, because my daughter's a slacker. Jose, the copier guy from Homestead, adios, George, I'll miss you. Is that the guy that came and brought us the toner or whatever that time? Maybe. Jose, the copier guy? Maybe. It's amazing. I got all these toner cartridges in my room here and all this uh, supplies and stuff and all this fax paper and things. I have stoner cartridges over here. Do you really? No. Stoner cartridges. That's one of the reasons that George is getting 86. Right. Now, don't forget, I got my Blackberry, my Crackberry right here. Yeah. And um, I'm going to be sitting on the couch, on the sofa, waiting for something. Okay. The minute something happens at 2 o'clock, I want a text coming over there saying, I'm still here, they or changed their I'm mind, out. or I'm out, I'm done, it's been great, thanks for everything, and up yours, okay. you fat old fag. And why won't you pay my salary? Never even thought it. Neither did I. Nor, nor did they ever mention that. Norm, Norm is just assuming, you know, he's just mm-hmm. assuming what they're doing. Yeah. I'm assuming what they're doing is flea is uh, getting your job. And... That they're trying to uh, get me to walk. I, I'm not. I got news for you. There's almost nothing in the world they could do that'll get me to take a walk. I'm an old, old troll. Okay, the economy's got to hell in a handbasket. Nobody's got work anymore. I'm going to take a walk, a walk out with the estate that this business is in, knowing that even now that I've, that I've got employment and I got those big numbers in the winter book, even now there's nobody who wants to pay me fifty cent, including all these rumors, these stupid things about Sirius and TKS, all this other garbage. Right. They're big fans of mine at TKS, but not big enough to call Norma Kant or to uh, call me or you or anybody else. So what's the story with my bonus check? 
I know that's the least of your worries right now. You know, who do I ask? There's nobody in the building that I can see. Really? Not that I've been walking around much, you know. I'm just sitting no, right I here. I wouldn't if I were you. You walked yeah. around this morning and it, created, it, it changed the whole show. That, that was just on my call. way to the studio. What? That was just on my way to the studio. I didn't have to go anywhere special. I thought you were on the way to uh, Joyce. Well, that's, uh, you know, on the way to the studio. Because you're on your way to the studio, and then, next thing I know, I hear, oh, I'll, I'll be back. i got to take all my personal stuff down to the car. Yeah. And then I'm trying to get a hold of you. Like, what, what does that mean? Is that because the station's moving today, or is that because you're out, or what, what you know? E either one. I'm moving out or over, either way. Out or over. Out and over. Over and out. Dave from Cooper City says, Neil, it's customary in the radio business for employees not to get proper notice when they're being let go. Is management scared that the town could incur fines for the station if it used derogatory language on the air as revenge? No, because then we get fined. See, they changed the law right. on that. You can personally be fined by the FCNC. I'm going to miss George, but we'll continue to listen to you so you can let the listeners know when George resurfaces on a different station. You both are great. Go Bruins, says Dave from Cooper City. Yeah, Bruins are still alive, and so the ducks. The Bruins and the ducks, all the other animals. Oh, and I forgot to mention this. Jason Taylor is re-signed with the Dolphins. Isn't that great? Yay! I think Larry Zonka is going to re-sign, too, and Jim Kick and Bob Greaseball. Jason Taylor. Talk about going. It's like the Leafs and Wendell Clark and Doug Gilmore. Same old, same old. Oh, no, you're wrong, Neil. He's the greatest defensive player. Yeah, okay. Nice haircut, by the way, Jason. Same one as mine. I shaved my hair real short last night, probably in anticipation of knowing this would be your last day. Well, thanks. Rick Rick says, hey, Neil, if and when George gets the axe, will that open up an opportunity to take a couple of phone calls? No, it will not. All these people are looking for an opportunity to take phone calls. No, I, I got all the opportunity I want. I got one coming on Friday. That's Dave Johnson for the Preakness. Right. And that's it. Oh, I, you know, I never got to today. The atheists need help. From that Ken guy. Oh, well, uh, thanks for reading it anyway. Uh, yeah, remember that guy that was all been out of yes. shape because I didn't read his thing? Yes. This came in early this morning. Yesterday, LeBastard ripped on his station's own more new morning show by saying it sucked. Doesn't sound like a vote of confidence for the programming decisions over there. He had Fred Willard on his show yesterday. I must say it was hilarious to hear Dan have to dump Fred for dropping an F-bomb. Changing the subject, the hockey playoffs have been awesome, yada, 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 yada. Love you, Neil, and George does a stupendous job when you're gone. He needs to stay, of course, says Steve. Of course. You know it. I know it. The whole world knows it. The people who listen to the show and like the show know it. And I think back to the very first day I told George he was going to be doing the uh, fill-ins when my summer vacation, whatever, yeah. one of my 80 vacations came along, and you looked at me incredulously like, yeah. what? That's because I was crapping my pants. Were you? Yeah. And look how far he's come since then. And look at those summer ratings. And look at that winter rating book. The fake Satan says, you may have fooled most of your listening audience, but you can't fool me. I know for a fact it's illegal to fire a Cuban. You can only do it if you have four or five other Cubans lined up to take his place, and definitely have to call Castro to get approval. Ain't that amusing? That's only at a Cuban-run company. So if this is your last show indeed, which I hope like hell it's not, and I'm doing everything I know in spite of what these people are giving me a song to dance. Look at this. Would it be possible to post a short message on your website after 2 o'clock letting the audience know if George is still hired or fired? I think many in your audience are generally interested and will want to know. Hope it's not a stupid idea. Is it a possible? Is it a possibility? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. I can do whatever the hell I want. So, like I said, thanks for the memories. Thanks for being a great friend and everything you've done. And I'm, I'm trusting you'll be here tomorrow. It's been a pleasure. Has it? For the most part, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the part that hasn't been. Oh, I'm Today? Sorry. 
Oh, today has not been a pleasure. Today has been brutal. Rotten this and last awful week? and horrendous. Don't forget, if you need anything, call Corey. me, except money. Chicken Eck will take care of you, trust me. I'm sure you will. Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. It's day oh. in Miami town. At 560 WQAM. Open up, I say. What? Let me in. I got big news. But I ain't got no makeup on. Come on, come on, you fairy. Open the door. What? You see this here? Production starting on Three Stooges movie. Still no decision on who will play Mo. Oh, what? Don't you get it, Mallethead? Ow! They're thinking about this guy here, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, he's a good actor. He makes a great lawnmower, but he ain't no Mo. Yeah. I'm perfect for it. Why, I am, Mo. Once they get a load on me, it's a cinch I'll get the lead role. Ah, you're dreaming. Dreaming, huh? Well, see who's dreaming when I get back from Hollywood. <laughs> Hello, Miami at last. I think this is the studio right here. Uh, hey, mister, where you think you're going? Now, see here. I am Mo Howard and David, and I'm here for the new Three Stooges movie they're making. Well, I wouldn't go into that studio. They're filming a gangster movie in there. Okay, get out of my way. Hello, everybody. I'm here, the starter of your Three Stooges movie. And action. <laughs> 